You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Bandwagon Nerds is taped in front of a live studio audience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds here, episode number 135, coming to you on this lovely June 12th day where we were recording on June 12th. You will not hear this until June 13th, and I don't know if anybody out there really cares when the dates are. It's all kayfabe right now, but anyway, this is uh, going to be a fun edition of Bandwagon Nerds, the Snyder Cut edition of the uh, of the. Uh, fucking trailer park is going on on this one i mean it is going to be extent i know chris just decided as soon as he heard snyder cut he's like i'm out of here but anyway yeah we got a we got a loaded bandwagon to talk about we got uh we got the boys we got all sorts of crazy stuff to discuss so we will see what we come up with but i am of course not alone here i brought in the heavy hitters with mr o'dowd out this week dealing with uh he's entertaining the fam so, you know, that's all cool, but I am not alone this week. Uh, I am well pleased. I'm going to start off by welcoming back to the show. He's been gone for a while. He's been, uh, he's been doing daddy stuff. He is a, a new father, an upstanding citizen, the voice of chair shot radio. <laughs> Damn fine looking man. Welcome back to the show. Christopher Platt. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. I'm upstanding ish. You know, I'm not all the way clean, but I'm upstanding-ish. I'm straight-ish. This is the straightest I've ever been in life, quite frankly. And I'm enjoying it. Thank you. Enjoying fatherhood. Um, I, I do have to say this, though. Women are fucking superheroes. I had to say that. I, I sat there and watched the entire birth of my son. And as soon as he popped out, I cried like a little baby. But, yeah, just watching that whole process. Women are amazing. And I don't understand how people did this without maternity and paternity leave. Like, I was born on a Thursday and my mother was back to work on Monday. And that's not even an exaggeration. So 
Uh, shout out to Modern Conveniences and, and shout out to all those that, you know, had to rear children without Modern Conveniences because this is a melon farmer, Jack. I, you know, and I can't even complain because for the most part, he, he's a good boy. But Jesus Christ, some Latter-day Saints, y'all. <laughs> why don't men have babies? Because we're pussies. That's the main reason why. Touche. So, yeah. I wish DPP was here so he could ring the bell on that one, Jack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> let's have childbirth without an epidural or any drugs and uh, and call it. No, thank you. That's quite all right. Um, also joining me here today, the one and only the live studio audience, the man, the myth, the legend, just fresh back from London, England, where he dominated the live tour <laughs> with a big time payday, Mr. PC Tunney. Tunney, how was London? Oh, yeah. Uh, Charles Schwartzel is my uh, alter ego. That is your like AKA. Yeah. So four point. What do you want? Four point something million for one tournament and it was only three rounds anyway yeah i am actually back from a golf trip to be honest with you the last three days so if i sound a little rougher than normal it's because i drank a lot in the last three days but i'm still here we saw the drinking we saw the picture drinking again saw the picture let's go yeah um let's yeah people wonder this is this is like this the obvious section of the show why don't men have babies because we're bunches of wussies why is everybody defecting to go play in the live tour because they're paying a shit ton of money it's just captain obvious time here but we also got a surprise guest in here today and and i like the fact that he only seems to show up when i'm hosting these shows coincidence perhaps i don't know no one here to boo him don't do it yet, Tony. We'll have to save that. But the one and only. Thank you. Ray Cash has joined the party. Ray, welcome back to the show, my man. I'm waiting. Come on. Just get out the way. Come on. Get out the way. Oh. Face turn. It's a face turn. No, trust me. In about two minutes, Tony's going to boo me again. Hello, gentlemen. Ladies. My non-binary friends, happy Pride Month, by the way. Um, by the way, Platt, you can't make all the, the straight jokes on Pride Month. That's 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 unfair. It's out of line. What? I did the, the gay jokes in May. I haven't done any gay jokes in June yet. No, you, you said you, you said something. I was really straight. It's a really stupid it's joke. Straight I'm oh, 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 my bad. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He meant to I'm, say it's, it's the a, most sober he's ever been, so... That, that too, but it, uh, yeah, it's me. So I thought you were being quite liberal, <laughs> literal, rather. You know, no, so. <laughs> no. For once, I was being for you. Um, no, all jokes aside, for real. Happy Pride Month. You know, love is love and all that good stuff. Uh, gentlemen, I've missed you very much. Was able to sneak away for a couple hours, uh, and I say that, but like the last time I snuck away for a couple hours, I may be gone in fifteen minutes. We don't know. We'll see kind of fun that we just don't know how things are going to go on the show predictability is overrated in my opinion so we might as well just roll with this thing see we come up with but it should be a good show we got some fun stuff to talk about Uh, we're going to start off though uh, we are talking the boys episodes three and four because we are reviewing the boys and episodes three and four are basically could be also known as homelander takes all the shit over and i mean I, I, you know, I'll turn it over to, to uh, Christopher Platt first because I know you were watching this, scrambling to get this done, your homework, you know that sort of thing. When you got a kid, I know it's hard to sit down and watch stuff, especially you don't want it. You don't want your son watching the boys right now. That would really probably fuck him up permanently. You know, imprint on him. You know, you know, he Homelander's not a good role model for anybody. But your thoughts on these two episodes, Chris, uh, with everything going on with Homelander just basically giving no shits about anything. And um, <laughs> and um, 
dildos lots of dildos in this episode attack of the killer dildos and and i it was um yeah that's a thing so go ahead that, that that's that's in the running for a uh, working title attack of the killer dildos because yes. yeah old boy in russia i'm looking like he had them all he had the the assortment the black noir the homelander starlight even has a dildo i'm not sure how that works but whatever do you think ray said i can't tell jokes because it's pride month so do you think but uh, but uh, just real quick, as far as uh, screwing up my kid, man, I was about, what, six or seven when my mother took me to the theater to watch Fatal Attraction. So there, there's that. She couldn't find a babysitter and she really wanted to watch the movie. So there you go. Um, no, that's funny. I just, will. I just had rabbit last night. That Did you boil it yourself? Did no, you I actually close boil it for you? No, I had did you duck. steal it from Michael Douglas? I've never seen rabbit on the menu anywhere. Well, good. It's you know. good, man. You can eat it's, them, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a little, it's a little gamey, but it's not bad. Right, right. No, yeah, duck, yeah, but, but if you find rabbit in your house cooking, run. Yes. Yes, that's like true. the Dickens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't let them make you spaghetti, either. The real ones know about that one. But, uh, no! That's a southern thing, my brother. I don't know if my northern <laughs> friends know anything about that. That's a southern thing. Fair enough, fair enough. Speaking of wilding out, man, Homelander, uh, we, we we had to expect this coming off of last season. He literally lost everything. You know, he lost his power. He lost his woman. He lost his respect. Like, we had to see this coming. So, yeah, I'm not surprised at this hostile takeover at all. Uh, do you have, because I know how Patrick is. I don't want to jump the gun and talk about some things, you know, because all these things are kind of intertwined, and I don't want to talk about something that you have as a bullet point before we actually get to it. So I, I, I'll just give my my preliminary thoughts on Homelander. We'll go around the corner and we'll have whatever conversations we're gonna have. But um, yeah, and it's scary because at this point he has no fucks given. So what happens when God says fuck it? That's what they're dealing with right now. So it's kind of a it's kind of a peril times for the boys universe, right? Because even he's even emas- figured out how to emasculate Mr. Egger. Yeah, and he used his daughter to do it and, and, and turn the tables completely. Now, I, I suspect Mr. Edgar's got something up his sleeve because he, oh, did, of course. he did not seem that, you know, a little nonplussed about the whole situation. Yeah, I'll walk away for now, but I got something on you. Uh, Ray, your thoughts on just general overall thoughts on these two episodes of, of The Boys. And yeah, it is. It is like... I, Chris has got a good word for it. Hostile takeover in many ways is what Homelander did in this episode. These well, episodes, was, excuse me. Yeah, thank you. Because I, I, both episodes uh, kind of encapsulated this hostile takeover kind of I don't give a fuck or no, a fuck or no fucks given attitude by Homelander. But the, but the monologue in episode three where he was like, you know, I want to be loved, but I don't mind being feared. That's one of the coldest monologues you will ever hear a villain say. And like, it gave me chills when I heard it. Cause it was, again, me and Dave have this running joke between us or issue that, you know, I'm a Superman hater. He's a Superman lover. But if Superman was evil, it would basically be Homelander. That was evil Superman. 100%. Um, but I also love how we're kind of, you're starting to see, you see, you're starting to see Huey kind of break down. You start to see all the boys kind of break down a little bit, um, like especially this last episode at the end. Mother's Milk lost his mind with the return of Soldier Boy. We'll get to that in, in a minute. Crank that, by the way. Soldier Boy up in his hole. Um, but we're <laughs> Superman, right? Homelander. Uh, but the with him kind of 
one-upping Starlight when Starlight thought she had him in multiple ways over these past few episodes, encapsulated by the her being the kid on the little kid circuit in the Baby One More Time video uh, song with her teenage boyfriend who was dismembered by the end of episode four. It's just a very interesting way that they're playing these together, kind of a full circle situation. Um, so those are the two most interesting things. By the way, two quick notes. Shout out to the fact that Black Noir is really black. Wasn't expecting that one. Um, and number two, I thought my boy A-Train was really getting it. And then like he just had to go back and suck the teeth of Evil Superman. Is what it is. Well, yeah, remember they're... they showed Black Noir briefly last season. Like I think he lifted up his thing when he because he had the peanut allergy. We learned of that, so we saw. Yeah. But it, it was interesting seeing how he got disfigured, though. We saw that in what was it, episode three, I believe. Yeah, you mm-hmm. got to see him like he was kind of he was rather charismatic when all that shit was going on, and then just to got totally humbled by that to the point that he just doesn't talk anymore. Uh, before we get into any more specifics about things, Tony, your thoughts on these two episodes. Uh, you know, where, where are you at on the season so far? I mean, I think this one in, in four episodes has just about eclipsed season one and two as far as just, holy shit, what is going on here? Um, I think season one will always be my favorite just because getting into the story and the, the where they started the story and everything. Um, but yes, episode three, excellent. Episode four, even better. Uh, Kimiko, when she goes and does the assassination with the dildos, one of the fucking greatest fight scenes ever. Like Huey doesn't even know, you know, he, he has the, what is it? Did he, um, did he just like, uh, teleport himself into that space? Right. It looked like, yes. it looked like a speedster to me. It and, looked like almost a train esque. And his dick, okay, his so dick he was, was out, honey. His dick was out. Don't forget that. Part. And so was, uh, and so was, um, soldier boys. So I, I think okay. they were foreshadowing in episode so, two, I believe when, uh, when Huey went to the, the, the orphanage for the superhero kids and the little boy was teleporting everywhere. I think that was supposed to be ooh, foreshadowing for what happened towards the end of this episode. Power. Um, but the, but here's the thing though. Here's one thing that that really caught my mind because we're talking about Homelander and needing somebody, and he wants to be with somebody, right? He was really upset when dude walked out of the room and slammed his whiskey down, like, and he called him bad product, right? He goes, "You're not a god. You're just bad product." And you know who Homelander needs to be with? Homelander needs to be with the Deep's girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, that's she's... gonna happen. Yeah. They, they're gonna end up fucking. Come on, man. You can she's see that coming from she's a mile perfect away. for him. She's perfect for him. They go end up fucking, man. You can see that coming a mile away. But she's not it's powerful. He wants someone powerful. He doesn't want. He doesn't want a babysitter. He wants someone powerful. And he and, and but, she but, really babysits the deep. Literally, right? But why is the deep back within and in grace with Homelander? Partially because of what she's done with with the deep. She just sent him oh, a absolutely. fucking text message and everything. Once he figures that out, Homelander will very much be enthralled with her. I can tell you right now. Right, but also Homelander wants him there because he can control him. Who can think about who he thinks he can control on the seven? If until these two episodes, he couldn't control Starlight, right? Until at the, the season finale of last season, he he thought he could control Maeve until she came up with the video, right? Black Noir has always been a, a, a wild card. He can't he can't control anybody anymore. He can control A Train now, mainly because A Train can't run anymore. Well, so I- it's more about bringing someone in he can control. Plus. Of course, he's Homelander, so he's racist. Henceforth, why he didn't bring the Muslim chick in. 
and he, and he shot down the whole th- notion that A Train had of Blue Hawk curb stomping, you know, everybody in the black neighborhood and oppressing black people everywhere. And 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 Homelander just said, "I don't give a shit." But I tell you what, let's get into some more specifics. Ray, you talked about chilling stuff. I thought the even more chilling thing was where he basically told Starlight, "Go ahead, show the video, and here's what I'm going to do afterwards. First, I'm going to take yeah. out your infrastructure. Then I'm going to take out the Pentagon. Then I'm going to do this." And everything you said, that is Superman gone very bad. bad. You know? And 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 I think, you know, like, and we've seen, Ray, you and I, we reviewed Injustice, the DC animated mm-hmm. thing. Even Superman at his absolute worst in Injustice is not on Homelander's level of just like, what a dick, you know, and, and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, Homelander is just like basically daring anybody come at me, bro. Maeve's the only one who seems to really have the concept of just how dangerous this guy really is. That's why she's training. And, and she knows. And Maeve's, Maeve's little talk with Starlight, I know I'm going to die. But if I can get a couple shots in and just create an opening, an opportunity for somebody else to do something, that's all I care about. So Maeve, very realistic about what's going on here. You know, you've got, you've got that. You've got Butcher and Huey now on this temporary V. But Veronica Newman decides to give her daughter the real deal, the real compound. Yeah, dude, the, the blue. The blue, and not the temporary shit, the, but the blue stuff, because she needs to protect, you know, and maybe she's the secret mm-hmm. to this whole thing. Um, yeah, I think I think the most disturbing thing was uh, the dildo fight was great. Uh, the deep having to eat Timothy, that was that was disturbing. <laughs> that yeah, was rough, that dog. sucked, man. That was rough, yeah. Especially since that was, I guess, were they ex, was that his ex-boyfriend? Or was, did it, were they just fuck buddies? It, it seemed like there was a what a, a weird interspecies threesome thing happening there. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say fuck buddies. Okay, with that's but, fair. But yeah, friends with benefits maybe something. So that's no. yeah, it's very, very. It was very. That was just. I mean, Homelander's. I mean, when Homelander was mad at Stormfront for not jacking him up on his birthday, like there, it's been such a. She's just, she's missing an eye, dude. She could barely. <laughs> barely breathe on her own and your piss and hands won't. work yeah your hands work they bitch. work <laughs> god damn your or, yeah. or hand and your, your hand your hand works uh yeah so uh i think you know the big things at the end you, we talked about you know i mean we can we can get into stuff about butcher and just kind of you know calling out mallory which triggered that whole scene that flashback where you get a lot more information about what went wrong and the notion that Soldier Boy was killed by this big gun, but I'm not sure that that's really what happened at all. And now at the end of this thing, you get to see Soldier Boy come out. He's been modded significantly to the point that he blasts Kimiko and now she can't heal. I don't know if she's going to pull out of this thing or not, but uh, your guys' thoughts is as where we end up at the... I mean, we can backfill some other stuff, but I thought that was the important thing. They go to find this big fucking gun and instead, they find Soldier Boy still alive, like you said, Ray. Mother's mm. milk melts down. Bro, they found a gun. They what about gun. was he the what gun? About, Is he the gun? He's the gun. What about the craziest superhero hamster you've ever seen in your life? Yes. Yeah, I don't know look, the, the the one, the giant one from the Nutty Professor that was shooting pellets, shit pellets at everybody. It, it, it's a close fight, man. I'm just saying. It deserves at least honorable mention, right? I'm not sure, you know, but I mean, we've we've had some moments in this season. I mean, you know, the termite moment. Like we've had some some moments in this season. So like the hamster eating dude's face is kind of like like on the lower end of like oh my god moments, don't you think? 
Oh, I wasn't saying it was oh my god moment. I just enjoyed it. Shout out to the Hams. Compared to the, to the one guy getting a, a dildo shoved through the back of his head, yeah, it was kind of tame. So, <laughs> starlight, star bright. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cu- couple things I wanted to touch on. Number one, Frenchie's tired of being a bitch, so he you you see him start to unravel a little bit, and he's getting tired. Everybody's tired of uh, butcher shit. Everybody's been tired of butcher shit. The one that was actually holding it together was Mother's Milk, and as you all astutely pointed out, he had his meltdown towards the end. He he had been melting down the first four episodes though. He was holding it together by a thin thread. He seemed like he was doing all right until Butcher came back into his life and you know reopened that whole door. But um, so far the most interesting character for me personally has been Huey this season. And I don't think he's changed really that much because you remember how we started this series. He was tired of being a sidelinder or a passenger in his own life. And that's why he decided to clink up with the boys. He wanted to be active. He wanted to be proactive as as opposed to reactive. He got tired of you know, sitting on the sidelines. And then these first four episodes, you see him. He, he feels like he's emasculated by his woman because she's stronger than him. He can't even open a jar. He feels emasculated by his work wife, uh, AOC. I know her name is Victoria, but come on, man. We all know who that character is patterned off of. Let's, you know, let's not be dickheads about this. It is what it is. Uh, Not emasculated in the fact that she's a soup, but really in the fact that they were thick as thieves. And there there was clearly some some sexual tension there, at least in the first episode when she took a sandwich and took a bite of it. Like there was something there. Right. And now all of a sudden he feels like he's been lied to and deceived. And and you can see him when he took the compound V, which everybody knew he was going to take it. But at the end, where Mother's Milk and Frenchie are in the back. By the way, Frenchie, is he Russian or is he French? But we'll get back to that. They're in the back grieving over her. Butcher is strategizing. And you see Huey off to the side just feeling himself, like feeling the power, like for the first time in his life. It's like when He-Man picked up the, the, the Sword of Grayskull or whatever the fuck it's called. I have the power. You can literally see Huey. Yeah. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. So this is a guy that felt like he's been slighted his whole life and couldn't fight back. He got bullied by Butcher. He got bullied by Homelander. He feels like he got bullied by his ladies. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does now that he has a little taste of power. I I, I think you're spot on with Huey. And he he Huey's always been the, I don't want say the most interesting, but kind of like the, the revolvatory, not a word, but you know what I mean, character of the series. Because the the series kind of goes with him. I know we we often think it's, it's Butcher or it's Homelander, but it's really Huey. No, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I agree with you. Huey is our proxy into this world. Yes. He represents us being in this world, and we're meant to look at this crazy ass world through his eyes. So yeah, you're you're spot, spot on. on. But I think he did. So he, I think he's massively different this season. Because for he was he even through all they did with the boys and trying to stop the soups and this and that and the other, he would never want to hurt people or put people in danger. He willingly put Starlight in danger when she's begging to get away from Homelander. It was like, nope, you gotta stay, you gotta stay. Butcher called him and was like, yo, I'm good. You were right, Huey. I'm leaving. I'm leaving it behind. He was like, nope, gotta come back. I found this out. So like, to your point and as you again brought up very, very astutely, he's so tired of being nobody that everything he's been telling everybody to do, he's willing to take away because he wants something so bad for the first time. 
you know, and you didn't, I didn't think he could want something worse, worse than he did when he wanted restitution and justice for his old girlfriend when A-Train ran through her. But this is much worse. And now that he has a way to get power, like, I think Huey is on the verge of being more terrifying than Butcher is. And that's a very weird dichotomy. Tony, you got any thoughts on all this stuff? <laughs> I do. Well Carry on. And hey, and shout out to Kamiko who for not speaking is like really emoting like hell this 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 season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's more human than she's ever been. Yeah. Do you think uh is she done? Is she gonna is she gonna make it out of this or what do you think? Are we done with Stup- Kamiko? Stupidly, I felt, and this is just the ignorant me, she wasn't healing because she had the rebar in her stomach. If they would have took the rebar out, then she would have healed. That's my stupid thought. But We'll see Friday. I I think it's because Soldier Boy is modified and he hit her with some blast that took away her healing. Because she gets shot in the fucking head by the Russian girl, you know, and it and comes right back. Bullet comes out. So I think, yeah. I mean, I I would think she'd be able to heal with rebar in her. Um, but I, that's that was what I thought. Is like, why isn't she healing? And I was like thinking, well, she got blasted by Soldier Boy. That's the only difference I can see. Which if he's got the ability to blast people and take away their super, take away what. You know, their superpowers, that's how you beat Homelander. That's exactly what I was about to bring up right there. He's the key. Like, that's the final episode of this season, right? Is them maybe not killing Homelander, but honestly, what if that's kind of the next thing? He gets blasted by Soldier Boy, right? Homelander does, and it turns him into a normal man. But who's to say that Soldier Boy wants to fight Homelander? Maybe Soldier Boy agrees with Homelander, and they exactly. well, that's going to be the conflict. That's why we're only on episode four. How do you, how are they going to convince Soldier Boy <laughs> point. to come to their side when he was clearly? You, you see that flashback that Mallory has. Okay, this guy's a douchebag, similar to Homelander. Why would he suddenly decide to take the high road? And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to stand up for truth, justice in the American way. Sorry, Ray, uh, but you know. I, I that's going to be the compelling thing is unless Soldier Boy sees Homelander as an even bigger threat to himself than he is. But we don't know what Soldier Boy's status is. He's been locked in ice, not like as long as Captain America, but he's been iced down for, well, maybe as long as Captain America at this point. I don't 30, know. 40 years. 30, 40 years, yeah. Basically, we have mapped out best case scenario. Soldier Boy comes on their side, helps them get rid of Homelander, and then, you know, truth, justice, Cold beer at a reasonable price, right? For everybody. What is Gas the at a reasonable case? price right now? Anyway, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Tony. Sh- yeah, I hear you. People, you know, if you got to drive far to work, I, I feel bad for you. If you don't have to drive that far, ride a bike. Um, carpool. Shit, that fucking sucks for thumb. everybody right now. You got a now. thumb? Anyway, go ahead, Tony. Worst <laughs> case scenario, though. Worst case scenario, Soldier Boy teams up with Homelander. Think about that shit. And it's they like, say, fuck Vought. And just do their own thing and because, go full evil. Yeah, it's like when Triple H and Stone Cold linked up in 2001. Two-man power, two power, two power trip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's here's something else to keep in mind. It was a little teeny bullet point I added to the rundown. We have got confirmation. Season four of The Boys is coming. So we know that this is not going to end, and it's going to be nice and neat and tidied up. And here it is presented to you in a package there's going to be some crazy shit at the end. So the concept of Soldier Boy doing like you guys are saying, not being the all-American hero, but aligning himself, you get the fucking Emperor and Darth Vader standing there at the end of season three, and you're like, oh shit, we're fucked. 
Um, you know, how are we going to combat that? You know, who's out there? And I, unless Ryan is, and, and I mean, Ryan to me is the X factor because we know that he's got eventually, yeah. true powers. Yeah, he's and, the one that's going to kill. And whatever happens, whatever happens with Zoe, we don't know what she's going to turn into at this point in time. So maybe you get and there. this, and it may be nothing, but a show like this, this smart and this well written doesn't just do shit for no reason. Don't forget the prisoner from the prison who got away at the end of last season, who was killing everybody in the prison, the soup prison. We thought she was the head popper, which I, I meant to ask you guys. I mean, when that little confrontation between Homelander and Veronica, where he's like, you're thinking of trying to pop my head and he's basically like, go for it. Let's see what happens. He doesn't even know what's going to happen, but he's kind of like, but this is the no fucks given attitude of Homelander right now. I don't know if you can kill me or not, but. Go ahead and try, and we'll see what happens. Because she knows yeah, that if, if she knows fail, that if it fails, he's yeah. going to laser her in half. So it's kind of that, like that's your ass. It's yeah, kind of like a, a we really it's it's like what I deal with on a daily basis. Like, well, do we want to settle this case, or do we really want to find out the answer to this question? You know, and that sort of thing. And, and that's kind of where they are. Is it's like, you know, do we want to fight and find? A, do we just want to compromise, or do we want to find that this shit out? And you know, more often than not, people are like. Let's compromise. And that's kind of seemed like that scene right there. So, but yeah, you've got that prisoner. You've got all those prisoners. I mean, some of them survived. You've got all these fringe superheroes that are out there. You know, they're not part of the seven, but you've got, you've got two, the two who didn't get into the seven, both of them minorities, who know, Homelanders are racist piece of shit. You know, they're going to be looking for some sort of payback, but we saw how well that that worked out for supersonic, right? And the two and the temporary compound compound V is bound to come out. Well, yes. here's the thing though, Homelander's son. Can't you guys see him reuniting with his dad now? That him and the butcher. Of, no. no, Ray, he not at all. His, he hates no, because, his father so much. Well, and, I know, and even if he did it, back and be like, I'm the only one that understands you, right? Because now these is nobody. His mom's gone. He thought butcher was going to take care of him forever, and then this is what he says to the kid, you know, because he's butcher. I see your point, but he'll always remember his dad killed his mom. I thought and he so, killed and, his mom. He did kill his mom. Well, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan killed Becca accidentally, but Ryan killed her. Yeah. But I, I see what Ray's saying, though. Uh, let me ask you guys a question because you know we're on episodes three and four now. I actually I watched episode one last night in preparation for this, and then uh, subsequently watched the next three uh, this afternoon slash morning. The thing that was confusing me is I really couldn't understand everybody's motivations here. Like on, on Huey's side, I know he kind of just wanted a normal life, but did you really think that there was just going to be peace between the soups and and, and there was going to be this government watchdog group and you were going to elicit some change? Uh, Butcher, why are you still hunting soups? Like what, what's in it for you? How can this end well for you? Starlight, you're really trying to absurd power from Homelander. You think you can get one over on Homelander? Like I, I just, it was hard for me to understand what everybody's motivations were, you know, to begin this season. And we had all these weird alliances that obviously we knew couldn't last. I, but I, I just didn't get where, honestly, I didn't get where everybody was coming from. So I can give you, I can kind of encapsulate that in one small statement. Hope is a motherfucker. Fair enough. Huey had hope that doing the right thing there was a way to take in bad soups the right way butcher had hope that he doesn't he doesn't hate all soups he hates homelander and because of homelander he hates all soups right and um 
Starlight had hope that the video would keep Homelander in line. Like all this hope is a motherfucker. And first four episodes have told you there is no hope. And and Starlight's not that bright either. I, I hate to say that, but it is what it is. She's just not very bright. I don't know why she thought she was going to be able to pull this cool off. <laughs> you guys, she's she's eternally love. optimistic to a fault. <laughs> and that's her biggest, her, her biggest weakness is she believes in, yeah, this truth, justice, and the American way shit. And Homelander's playing in a different set of rules. And she doesn't yeah. get that. Yeah, she's playing by the, the Queensberry rules. You know what I mean? Where you had to put your dukes up like this back in the day. She's fighting with ten ounce gloves and Homelander's bare knuckling her ass. So, you got to you you apply know I mean. suspension of disbelief when watching almost anything, right? Because the easy solution is Homelander doesn't know Butcher could laser him in half. So all you have to do is have Huey and Starlight, you know, distract Homelander and Butcher just flashes his eyes and is it going to work though? There's, that's a, that's the thing. Is will it work? No one knows. But they, but butcher but that and Homelander seems like have, the most obvious solution, right? That seems really simple. Why do you need well, anybody else? Then you only need three people. But it's it. We got to remember it, in in the context of the story, butchers only had powers for a day and a half. I understand, but I'm saying that would be a simple solution because down the line, sure, no. Sure. I would say immediately. The, so, so once he knows Butcher had powers, he's going to find out that eventually because Soldier Boy is out. Like, Homelander's going right. to figure everything out. Yeah, like remember in season and, two where we thought Stormfront might be able to, before they decided they needed to fuck each other, we thought Stormfront might be able to like take down Homelander. And then, you know, they were kind of the same thing. Do we really want to find this out? No, let's screw instead. You know, oh, you're a Nazi bitch. You know, okay, things you find out at the back end of things. But... <laughs> Also, Homelander and Butcher have this weird Joker <laughs> Batman level respect to their hatred for each other. Like the scene when home when Homelander came to his, his spot. It was like I could kill you now, but what's the point? Right. You know, and he here's the here's the temporary compound V. You get powers, and let's see what happens. What at the end of all this? And he, Butcher was like, I bet, I see it. I, I got my money on Homelander on that fight. Like you're yeah, saying, I mean, because he's like, yeah, he's had powers for a day and a half. So, you know, we don't and know. Y'all know me. I'm, I'm Chair Shot's resident conspiracy guy. And th- one of the things that I love about this show is that they pull a lot of shit that's actually happening right now in real time. And they discuss it in a way that it, it's palatable. Like, literally, they put it right there in front of your face. I'm talking about all media at this point in time. But they put it well, right in front of your face, people, what's going okay. on. But but just real quick, Ted, I just want to finish this up talking about Homelander and uh, Butcher. Like, they are two sides of the same coin. But again, along that conspiracy line, they're controlled opposition. And as long as Vought in their heads kind of have their foots on each other's necks or on their necks, they're, they're controlled opposition. We're yeah. still running the show, but those two guys, yeah, yeah, they, you, that's fair. Yeah, go, go, go ahead, son. No, you talk about things that are going on right now in society and mirroring kind of that bringing up in here. We didn't mention also the A Train commercial for his drink where he, oh, Jesus. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shout out to Kendall Jenner, baby. Oh, oh that's hilarious, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I was watching that with Amber, and she said, "Oh yeah, that's when Kendall Gender ended racism with the Pepsi, right?" I said, "No, no, no, babe, you got it all wrong. Cody Rose ended racism by having the first ever mixed race baby, and and, and if you know anything about my home life, uh, specifically Amber, you know why that's fucking hilarious." By the way, <laughs> um, the Cody Rhodes uh, national holiday is in a couple of days, Juneteenth. So shout out to Cody Rhodes, right? Oh, emancipating <laughs> right the slave. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, what I heard, I heard the new logo for Juneteenth is fucking Cody Rhodes neck tattoo. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I'm all that that would be that would be awesome. Listen, got, let me Hey, white wrestling fans, if you wear a Cody Rhodes t-shirt, that means you're down with the movement. That's BL. That's Black Lives Matter. That's what it is. I know. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. I know. <laughs> wow. Oh, hey, man. Guys, Cody Rhodes neck tattoo matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's funny. That is. That's funny. Cody like, thing. That's very Superman clever. Threw, when uh, Superman threw off his shield and he got Zod in him. You know, that's what that's what Cody gonna do to Homelander in the season finale. <laughs> Cody's gonna pop up. Hey, Cody, Cody was an arrow, so you know he can turn up here. All right. you know what's funny, you guys, is if you put Homelander and Cody next to each other in a in the right angles, and Homelander's hair a little bit more slicked back. There is a uh, there I, is resemblance between Cody and Anthony Starr. Yes, I I know Tony particularly. I know you don't really watch a lot of AEW, but like Cody's last six months in they, AEW. He was him. Homelander. That's why I <laughs> thought he was turned on heel because he came oh. out literally dressed like Homelander. And I'm like, you can't possibly be this tone deaf. This has to be part of You're the work. This one's an easy one. It's Homelander and Rhodeslander. <laughs> All right. You guys and, got any uh, any final thoughts on the boys before we transition into something different here? So I, I think we picked I mean, this I, apart. I got 15, I got 15 hot minutes on Cody. You're oh yeah, no, no more, no more, no, no more. Been a one cell match, Dave. You better, you better get the commercial break before we keep going here. No, no, I want to okay, keep quick. going before we take a commercial break. Go ahead. Yeah, right. real, real quick, man. Not, not, not non-Cody related. Getting back to the boys, man. Something else that I just kind of wanted to break up is the, the disintegration of the boys. If we saw Frenchie is he's fed up. Kamiko and Frenchie were on the same accord. They were fed up. Huey, we don't know what the hell this smell of farmer is about to be on. And you know, it's funny because in a lot of ways, Mother's Milk was the the glue that kind of held everything together. Like your butcher is the father. I mean, even his name, what's more nurturing and comforting than Mother's Milk, right? Like even his name kind of goes to that. Like they were in this weird, I don't want to say marriage, but it kind of was like, you know, uh, where where Butcher was the too strict father. And doing, you know, you might not like me, but my methods are, you know, and, and Mother's Milk, it's okay. It's going to be all right. Hey, we'll Rocky, make sure Rocky Four, motherfucker. Right, everything. So, that Rocky Four, motherfucker. He turned into Samuel it. Jackson at, at some point <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> First one was Red Dawn. Then it was Rocky Four. Yeah, exactly. It's like all these anti-Russian things that he's just throwing in there. It's like, okay. Um, it's, yeah, I think, I think though, Chris, you know, I'll... I'll all that aside, I think you raise a good point. Part of what made the boys so successful was their, um, you know, their the fact that they were together. You know, that they were they were joined in a common cause. They were just, you know, always unified. And now you see them very divided, and it, and it does not help their chances that you're divided amongst yourselves, and you're fighting the most evil version of this prick that you faced in three seasons. Good luck. So, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. How many episodes is this season? Anybody got any ideas? And then we got, of course, season four. I'm guessing it's probably, what, six or eight episodes? Probably eight. I don't remember what. So, yeah, so it got renewed, so we know that Homelander is going to make it out of season three. We, we, we eight, know that for a eight, fact eight. now. Okay, so we got, we're halfway home. We're at the halfway point. We'll see what happens here. Uh, before we go to the commercial break, though, I did want to talk to you guys about something and, and get your thoughts on this. Um, 
we're not going to review Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, I know, you know, we're not going to do that because we don't want to review multiple shows, but I did want to discuss a couple of disturbing trends that are, are Ray doesn't dig to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is that what I'm getting from you? No, I mean, no, I'm just messing with our edict that we can't, well, can't. Oh no. Well, I, I just, I, yeah. I'm just, it's, it's, it's funny to me. It, 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 it's, it's the right, it's the right decision ultimately, but it's funny to me. It is. It is. But why, I did. Why Pete, Pete Weber's not here. What the hell are y'all adhering to his rules for? (laughs) (laughs) I just who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, we got we got some other stuff to. But I did want to touch on something related to Obi Wan Kenobi and now Miss Marvel as well. And 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 look, you know, I will say this: is do I like Obi Wan Kenobi? Yes, I do. Does the show have issues? Absolutely. This this latest episode, notably. Wait, wait, wait. You're having trouble making this fucking thing move across. The, the 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 ship but then when the pressure's on you can use the force to make the pressure of the ocean at a standstill and i'm supposed to believe all that shit okay but that's not really what i want to get into what i want to get into is the fact that we're seeing a disturbing trend amongst a segment of disney fans that you're getting stuff that's getting review bombed because like kenobi was doing really well review wise then you got this put you got all this racist bullshit with Moses Ingram. Ewan McGregor comes out, you know, just goes after Star Wars fans who are racist and says, you know, if you're racist, you don't deserve to be a Star Wars fan. No, surprisingly or not surprisingly, scores go down for Kenobi and they have not recovered. Miss Marvel comes out. Now, I haven't seen the first episode. I'll, I'll say that I do want to watch and I know Tony was had indicated he wasn't interested in it. And that's fine. I watched the first episode. Did you watch it? No, I said I will. Yeah, I'm I will, off this I will week. too. And I don't know if anybody here has seen the first episode of Miss Mar. Okay, Ray. So you can. Ray, you liked it? Did you like it, Ray? Loved it, but I okay. Loved it, but Kamala Khan's one of the best characters Marvel's ever made. But here's here, here's what I wanted to put out to you guys: is this is getting review bombed as well by the same segment of these assholes who have review bombed Kenobi because oh, we don't have a white fucking superhero even though kamala khan's not white in the comics either um it's a disturbing trend and 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 maybe and i just wanted to throw this out there and i had mentioned it to my to my nephew uh you know talking to him yesterday about it i was like i naively wanted to think that people like us nerds who love this comic book stuff and love shows like this that we were above this petty bullshit and to find out that no we're not a little disturbing you know, that sort of thing. So I wanted to throw this out to you guys. Your thoughts on, on what we're seeing right now. It's a disturbing trend um, to, you know, it, look, their shows aren't perfect. But at the same time, the personal attacks going on to these actors, like you don't have to get personal. Like Kelly Tran had that with Last Jedi. I had big issues with that whole thing, that storyline, because I thought it was superfluous. And the Finn Rose storyline didn't matter at all to what they were trying to do with Last Jedi. That didn't mean I had a personal issue with Kelly Tran that I wanted to like DM her and say, you fucking suck. Like so many people did. And you're seeing that recur now. So I want to turn it over to you guys. It's a disturbing trend and I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about it, but your guys thoughts on this. Um, Ray, I'll turn it over to you first, man. You saw miss Marvel. Yes. I, I imagine that the review bombing of this is clearly not justified based on your review of it. I value no. your opinion on this character. So if you tell me it's good, I'm probably going to believe you because you and I usually agree on a lot of this stuff, but is there, is there any, what are your thoughts on this whole issue? Because it, it seems to be a big problem now. 
Well, to give full context, yes, it's been review bombed, but Rotten Tomatoes it is currently the highest rated Marvel TV show ever. Well, this and this right is the pro- and I don't mean to cut you off, but this is where you see and look, we all know nerds like us, our move the movies that we love typically get critically shit housed, right? Yeah. But yeah. the fans usually give them a really high review. We're seeing the opposite here. We're seeing Kenobi's got pretty good critical scores. Miss Marvel got a great critical score. Fan scores are like really low. And to me, in, Eternals in, is another one you could throw in there yeah, the same way. Right. And in our genre and the stuff that we like and the stuff we enjoy, when you see that disparity, that's a red flag that there's something else going on here that has nothing to do with the quality of the show. So I turn it back over to you, Ray. Um, no, you spot on. You know, but this is where we live in now. Everybody has a voice, and everybody always had a voice, but social media has amplified people's voices. And even more damning than that, it has made people feel like their voice is important. So um, there's, man, look, I'm the youngest dude on this panel, and I'm th- I'll am i be 34 in a month. So, like, I've lived a life. You Screw guys you, have Ray. lived a full Screw life. Screw you, Ray. I'm just saying. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I mean, sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm an old 34. Trust me. Less than a month. Yeah, by a day, yes. <laughs> so fair enough. <laughs> You're very right. Um, I, just flex, I just want yeah, I just want to flex that I remembered your birthday. I appreciate so that. So if I forget proud. to say happy birthday on your birthday, happy birthday today. Remember oh, that. Oh no, you get you get a pass. I, yeah, th- this earned you a pass. Well done. Um <laughs> all, right, all right, live what? live live boy. Just be quiet over there. Take your money <laughs> and just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, thanks, Charles. Charles. I, Charles. I, I am Charles Schwartzel. <laughs> But we've all lived long enough to understand how the appropriation works in the media and how things that should when we get when there's pushback and there's change, there's going to be more pushback against change. That is from the dawn of time. Right. The entire reason we have a, the entire reason we have a country right now is because a bunch of people pushed back against some change and came over here and said, fuck it, new country. That is just the way things work. So now, imagine if in 1776 or in 1754 or whatever, they had Twitter. Can you imagine what it would be like? So, you know, so I'm bothered by it. I'm disgusted by it. But unfortunately, it's the world we live in. And I appreciate, you know, Ewan McGregor is one of the first guys I've ever seen at the level he is, the lead of one of these shows, to come out and not just say it in an interview, and I just throw a tweet out there. Here's my face. Let me talk to you directly and tell you how, how much of a piece of shit you are. This is bad. Very few people feel that empowered to do that. And Ewan McGregor does not have to do that. The fact that he felt strong, strongly enough and comfortable enough to do that is very empowering to me that hopefully Lucasfilm, excuse me, Lucasfilm, Disney in general, media in general will go forward with it so much more. You know, I think about, I can't speak to Obi-Wan Kenobi because I haven't seen it yet. I've just been so busy. Um, and I promise you I will because I'm very intrigued of what's going to happen on that show. But I, speaking to Miss Marvel, and I'm a fan of her as a character, because again, I think if you were to write down the five most interesting characters Marvel's ever done, she's in the top five. And I'm talking going back to like 1935. Literally, she's that big a deal to me. Um, but what what's so dope about it is you know, people people of a certain ilk, white folk, but people of a certain ilk feel like they're being attacked by 
diversity and it's 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 threatening their livelihoods or their or what their world was if you watch miss marvel she's a pakistani she's a, a daughter of pakistani immigrants and she's muslim and that yes is a part of her life but the there there's no quran readings they're not in a mosque you know she doesn't wear a habib it's, she's just a kid she's a 16 year old kid in jersey city going to high school who likes superheroes but she's so not it's white. like she's not white ray that's the problem 100% but the reason I, only reason i bring the whole setup up is because they could have made it so much more heavy handed of her lifestyle and who she is but man it like it's just part it's just the background to her story no different than peter parker is a high school kid from queens who who's that who parents left or died or whatever and got his uncle shot it's, it's that's just the background to the story and so it's like it's so interesting to me because again it could be re- black panther was heavy fucking handed this is about black folk we're gonna throw this in your face this is for about because of black folk miss marvel is very like subtle with its imagery and it's there and it's important because it's a big part of her lifestyle but that's not the overarching storyline behind the character or behind what's going on. So it's just like, but that still, just the fact that her name is Kamala, her last name is Khan. You know, it, it, it's just, it's, but it's never going to change. I'm not saying it's never going to change. It's got to change eventually, whether it's 200, 300, 1,000 years from now, or if it's five years from now, I don't know. The tough thing but about this, Ray is the Israelites and Palestinians have been throwing rocks at each other for over 5,000 years. So Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah. Hatfields and McCoys. Is, is Kamala, it's been everywhere. It's life. Ray, is Kamala Khan, is she Killer Khan's daughter, the wrestler from the uh, 80s? Or just, I'm just <laughs> throwing that out there. Just curious. Niece. Niece. niece Killer Khan's niece. niece. Yes, awesome. Niece. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Also, Tony Khan's cousin. Oh, shit. Also, there you go. Um, also, she is the great, 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 great grandmother of Khan from. Can Star I tell Trek. you something? <laughs> all Swift. the cons in the world are related, apparently. All the cons, yeah. Swift's division could use Ms. Marvel, so you never know. That's facts. 18 year old Amon Vellani right now would be more over than 99% of that division. That's Shout right. out to Yeah. That's uh, there's right. Britt Baker and everybody else over there. Uh, and Thunder And, J- and Jade. And, and yeah, don't bury Jade. your friend. Don't no. bury our friend, Tony. Jeez. Yeah, there's three. Yeah, there's shows. She'll yeah. fucking listen to this show. She might. You never know. Chris, if your, you, th- if your you thoughts. If you message it to her, she'll listen. <laughs> Chris. Do I have to call? Should I get her on? I want to get your uh, I want to get your thoughts on this, Chris. Ray Rings brings up a lot of good points. Obviously, this is you know something that you're you can relate to and and, and that sort of thing. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on this whole I, controversy. The dogs aren't you know, and, and, and it's it's like, man, my dog's white. Just shut up over there. So be quiet. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> your, your thoughts on what what do you think about this? I mean, it's unavoidable, unfortunately, but it's just the world we're living in. Well, I mean, number one, you know, the the the, the very white supremacy is is illogical by the the very definition. And I, I bring that up because Dave brings up that Miss Marvel's not even white in the comics, but you know. Uh, never, never let a such thing like logic or even truth get in the way of a good narrative or a good story, right? You know, I, I've talked about this before, man, and I, I hope that I, I, I get this out correctly, what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is, man, for, you know, the last 6,000 years, and I'm not breaking any new ground here, but, you know, white folks, you know, specifically white guys, y- y'all been running shit. 
And, and as a result of that, there's not a whole lot of uh, come from behind stories. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of uh, adversity that you had to overcome in that particular point in time. So there's not a, a you know, there's no white equivalent to Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or Harvey Milk or Cesar Chavez or any of these types of people. You know what I mean? So as a result, you you, you have a certain percentage of your population that latches on to these comic book characters and these video game characters and all these fictional characters. And it's become kind of a religion. So so to, in their mind, you know, tampering with these characters, even if they're not tampering with these characters, like if these aren't the characters that they saw growing up on the comic book pages, they don't look, they don't sound, they don't talk exactly like that to them is blasphemous. And I mean, you know, it's, it, it's you know, it's a sickness. And I mean, at the same time, man, there's quite the crossover between nerds and incels um you know the, the present company excluded obviously and the listeners to this podcast excluded obviously because we're all nerds but we we all had some pussy every now and again you know what i mean but what do you do like you, you can't get pussy hell even if you're not into pussy you just can't get dates or whatever so you inundate yourself in this world and, and you you create this universe and you insulate yourself in this universe and now with the advent of the internet man whatever the fuck you're into there's a group for that so now you can talk to other people that feel like you. Plus, we also can't got to remember this, too, man. Number one, the FBI put out a memo back in 2006 that white supremacist organizations had started to infiltrate law enforcement. Now, I yep. say that to say that you don't think yep. they've infiltrated some of these chat rooms and shit like that. And, and they prey on these poor, lonely souls that, that feel outcasted by the world and feel like the world doesn't give a fuck about them and it, it, it a lot of times it leads to this extremism man I, I i'm hoping what i said made some sense because the fact of the matter is man we're sitting up over here arguing over fictional characters man it's fucking stupid we're talking about fictional characters here okay just calm the fuck down relax a little bit you know they're also they're fictional but quick, here, sorry oh, just, go ahead ray real quick five seconds also not only do uh we nerds get pussy we also get dick or if you are asexual, you don't like it at all. Happy Pride Month. Thank you for that public service announcement, Mr. Cash. I, I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, Chris Ring brings up a good point. These are fictional characters, but they're more. You look at a character like Superman. It's more than just a, a fictional character, you know, with, with somebody like that. And, and And I mean, so you get people just completely bent out of shape about some of the stuff that's going on doesn't make a lot of sense to me but i mean i get i get where like like you raise a good point chris and, and we've talked about it on the show before the notion that could a black actor play superman and the fact that they've kind of flipped that around to say yes a black actor can play superman but not clark kent and and it, it's like okay i don't agree with that i get from a business standpoint that the notion of of, of turning clark kent into a black man might not be the best financial decision that they could make. But, it, you know, to me, it's always been like, who's the best actor? Who's the most qualified to do this role? I don't care what color you are. If you're the best choice, great. But it'd be huh. Clarence Kent. <laughs> Cornelius. No, no, what? Kent. Martin, Lu Martin <laughs> from, Luther Kent. From that, Martin Luther ah, Kent. That was that one. Martin Luther Kent. That's yes. right. We had I that one episode. That. Yes. Martin Luther Kent. From Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. By the way, Queens. Is, aren't they doing a Val Zod show anyway? I think so. Yeah, they are. But I mean, you you hear the stuff that Michael B. Jordan's like the front runner to be the next Superman, unless they backtrack and bring Henry Cavill back. And it's like, you know, it's like if he's the best choice, and I've got no problem with that. You know, I, it doesn't matter to me what color his skin is. If he's the best choice, great, run with it. But it, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, DC personally for me in the last ten years has like a one ninety batting average. So I don't give a damn if it's a one eye, one horn, blind person. Well, yeah, you look at and we're gonna talk. Mississippi. Yeah, we're gonna if talk you can about. Put out a good movie about Superman. Let's just do that it, shit. Yeah, that'd be damn, one ninety. Yeah, one ninety, man. I like shout the out to the Mendoza squad. Shout out to the Mendoza line. My God, Tony, Tony, I want to let Tony talk. Tony, you got yeah, any thoughts yeah. on this on this whole topic? You know, I, I mean. I thought something you said was really interesting that, you know, even, even nerds, we're not a, you know, there's this a portion that are racist, right? For lack of a better way of putting it. There's no way to but, sugarcoat that. Yes. But, but, but you know what, Dave, it's like that with any group or any race or any way you can individualize people, there's good people and bad people. And the sooner you realize that, I would think the less racism there would be, right? You would think so. In an ideal world, that's what it would be. But as we've seen for 200 years, it, we fucked that it, up. It, 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 it ain't even 200 years, but, man. But it, it's the beginning of time, man. It, 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 this black thing, that's the new thing to tear humanity apart, man. But before that, the hoobie woobies was beefing with the cheapy weebies. Like, that's just human nature, man. If, if they're different, <laughs> if you're different than me, we got a problem. That's just that's just human nature, unfortunately. That's the truth. It, it's, it's just it's spot on, yeah. That's spot on. And unfortunately... The people who have been in in control of the majority of the world look a lot closer to you, Tony, than they do to me, and and that henceforth leads to so much of thousands of years of conflict and pain and struggle and so on and so forth. Yeah, Charles, this is all your fault. So you know that's what. It's <laughs> Listen, about. as long as we don't go back to the time of the chubby woobies and the chibi weebies, I think we're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have faith in a chubby wooby and chibi weeby world. <laughs> I, I got I, I can't top that. Why don't we uh, go to our first oh, commercial man. break on that note and uh, and and let uh let I don't know if it's going to be the live version of Christopher Platt telling us this or the or the the fake version of Christopher Platt telling us this and and that sort of thing. So uh, let's go into our first commercial break. You were listening to Bandwagon Nerds, which is a part of the Chairshot Radio Network, right here on thechairshot.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. 
Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. And don't forget prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. The chair Always use your head. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we are now heading into <laughs> the extended Snyder cut version of the trailer park this week. There are so many. I, I did want to say this, you know, and I know I know Pat is going to be, you know, I don't know if he'll be on me about this, but this week was Netflix Geek Week. And they had the whole week of stuff going on on Netflix. And, and and I thought about trying to, like, direct you guys to, like, some overriding summary of what was going on. But it was just all over the place. And some of the stuff we're going to be talking about came out of Netflix's Geek Week. Um, but there was so much stuff that came out of there from animation, games, series, movies. When I tried to look at the summaries of it, it's like, ah, this is just too much. It's unwieldy to try and dissect and go through. So let's just talk about some of the key points and some of these trailers that we're going to be talking about came out during Netflix's geek week. By all means, folks, if you're listening, there's a lot of information out there. You can find out for yourself, all the great stuff that came out this last week on Netflix. But to me, it's just like, okay, there's too much, (laughs) too much information here. Uh, So we're going to get some banjos going. We got to get that beautiful banjo music because we are going in deep, deep into the trailer park this week. All right, guys. First trailer that we are going to talk about this week. This is a definite a Patrick O'Dowd special and an homage to him because I know he loves this show. I've always wanted to watch it. I just never have gotten around to it. I don't know if you guys have watched it, but we got a, a teaser trailer for What We Do in the Shadows Season 4 coming on July 12th to FX. Any of you guys watch What We Do in the Shadows? It's on my short list of stuff to watch. I want to watch it. I just haven't, but I know Patrick absolutely loves the show. Um, any of you guys, What We Do in the Shadows fans? I think I saw Ray. Was that or was I imagining that? No, never watched it before. Um, but I've heard it's funny. And my boy Dave Batista did a cameo on it. So shout out to them. Never seen it. <laughs> What we do with the shadows? That sounds like what happens whenever Amber goes out of town, Jack. Um, wow! <laughs> Scrub that from the record. Scrub that from the record. Hey, it's a one—it's a one-man party, baby. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I've heard, but no, I haven't—I haven't watched this either. But the the trailer looked interesting. It looked like something that I might like. And FX 
FX does a lot of weird shit with their shows, and I mean that in a good way, man. And it seems like the creators of their shows have, like, total car blanche to do whatever the hell they want to do and tell whatever stories that they want to tell. So, you know, a lot of, lot of misses, but a lot of hits as well when you do that, when you give the creatives the freedom to do what they want to do. So it might be something I'll check out. A lot like wrestling. Touche. <laughs> isn't this Taika Waititi? Doesn't he, isn't this his show, I think? Is it? Somebody, yes, he, he has something to do with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, it's something I've always wanted to watch because it looks funny. It's a different take on the whole vampire genre. This is kind of fun stuff. I'm looking for people to have intercourse with and, and probably drink their blood afterwards, that sort of thing. So, I don't know. It look it looks fun to me, and I, you know, I guess we're all just gonna have to we're gonna have to grin and bear it when Patrick just comes after us with like, you guys are all fucking pathetic. None of you have watched this show. I own it. I'm sorry. It is definitely one that I want to watch. However, our second trailer is a show that we have watched. Well, Ray hasn't yet, still. Um, but we've reviewed the first two seasons. We got news a few, it seemed like, kind of, what, a couple months ago that the third season was coming out. It would be the final season. I don't think we anticipated getting a teaser trailer already, much less a reveal date for season three of Lock and Key coming August. T- Ray, are you going to tell me something like you've actually watched this show now or what? Oh, hell no. Okay. But I think me and Chris can can break down the show better than you. And no, 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 no. That, that, yeah, I already definitely. we already know how you guys break down lock and key. <laughs> and that's OK, because it's just a teaser trailer, not a season review. But anyway, August 10th, lock and key final season coming. Tony, we got the teaser trailer. We already know Chris and, and Ray saw something completely different and unrelated, but thought it was lock and key. But that's all right. Your thoughts, so we didn't get a lot out of this trailer, but, you know, just kind of picking up a little bit where we left off on season two, final season, what are your thoughts on this teaser trailer for Lock and Key? I, I'm just happy this is the final season, I'll be honest with you, because I think they can go away for a while and have these kids come back, the three of them, as adults with their kids rediscovering the keys, right? You could tell this story all over again in... 15 years. I mean, you could do it next year if you wanted to, but the next time they do this story after they finish this, if they want to revisit it would be in that scenario. So, um, I don't know what, what did you think of it, Dave? Well, I thought, you know, like I said, they didn't give a whole lot away. Um, right. You saw, you saw the British guy, I forget his name at the end of that saying that he's, he's their captain and something more, which is ominous. Um, looks like Dodge reappeared. We thought that she was gone once and for all, but apparently not Dodge is back. But you know, is that going to be, you know, who's going to be, what was the guy's name who was playing Dodge? I forget in this show who, uh, the one who was young, the guy who was romancing, uh, uh, God, I can't even remember. No, not clean. No, it was, it was Keegan, Michael key. Dave, and and John Locke, no look keep making your point, and I'll let, look up the names. We yeah, know what you're talking. Who was so okay? So I'm trying to remember. And I, I'm pulling a Patrick O'Dowd now. I know Bodie is the kid, and the problem is we don't have Aesop here this week who remembers all the names. <laughs> Thank, so yeah, I forget the girl's name. Uh, you're talking about Gabe. Gabe, yes. Whether it's going to be Gabe who comes back, or whether this is a a different variation of Dodge, I don't know. But I. I I, I'm just, I mean, I'm excited that we're going to get a season three this quick. Um, you know, August is going to be a busy month, obviously. I didn't think that we would, I, you know, it seemed like just yesterday they were starting to film. Now they're done. Uh, it seems pretty fast. Are, are you concerned about how fast this is coming out, Tony? No. I think we've talked a lot about how well this cast comes 
off on screen together where you it's it's very believable that their brother and sister and mm-hmm. brother and that's their mom and that's their uncle like you you believe them acting together as a family i would imagine i have no idea but i would imagine this cast had a lot of fun making this and and then seeing it afterwards because you probably are not getting the full effect of what you're accomplishing while you're doing it there because there's a lot going on so yeah i i don't know that's kind of where i'm at Sweet. That's a good point. Shout Johnny, out to Francis Kaki and 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 Timby Lock, by the way. Oh, yeah, that, that's so. a great point, though, Tony. It's it's almost like these shows cast people that have chemistry with one another, right? It's crazy, crazy. No, but crazy. Chris, my point is consistently things that are really good have excellent casting, and majority of the time when things are bad, it's fifty fifty writing casting. <clears throat> that's true. He's got a point. Um, next trailer I want to talk about, and I, I have a strong suspicion Ray uh, is excited about this one. Sandman coming to Netflix August 5th. Nipples excited for a couple people on this panel. I'm, I'm expecting uh, one of the most renowned series of graphic novels, Neil Gaiman. Uh, his Sandman uh, storyline was is one of the things of legend uh, as far as graphic novels go. But I'm going to turn it over to you first, Ray. I, I know you've kind of read some of the Sandman stuff. I'm expecting you have, being the comic nerd that you are. Can you confirm my suspicion in this regard? And are you into this series? Man, let me tell you, I have not. But the Sandman did his job because I fell asleep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I was, uh, if the, so when we first talked about it at first, when it was teaser tra- trailers, I told y'all, like, I'll watch it because I know I, I know how critically acclaimed the series was, but there was nothing in the teaser trailers that were like, you got to watch this. This trailer, the first time I've said, oh, OK, I can see. See, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Chris, what, are, what were your thoughts on this trailer? Are you in or are you out on the Sandman? I'll check it out. It, the trailer was all right. Now, granted, I'm not familiar with the source material, but yeah, it, it was a decent trailer and it, it, it kept my attention. I, I will say that. So I'll check it out. What the hell? PC Tunney, Sandman in, out, on the fence. What are your thoughts here? You know, I really like the trailer so much so that I, I have very vague um, acquaintance with said character i would and his stories so i went and read up a little bit more after i watched the trailer and i I think i'm gonna watch it i I think it's something that i might get into but at the very least it's something that i want to i want to try you've got that comiXology membership sandman volume oh man i was gonna say sandman volume one preludes and nocturnes here's why here's why i did the month free trial and i wasn't reading anything because i'm currently trying to get through the dc animated movies so after that, after that, I might go back and go back to comicsology. It's a really but, good graphic novel. Volume one is fantastic. Aren't you? Aren't you by by proxy a comicsology member? If you're a member of Amazon Prime, because Amazon oh, owns no. comicsology. Oh, nope. You can get a free month trial, and that's what I did. And then you have to oh. start paying for it after that. And I was like, I'm not using it enough right now, so maybe I'll go back to it because I know what it is. Because trust me, I filled up my library right away with a lot of stuff I wanted to read. So. Ray, Ray, comicsology is not what you remember. Remember, my friend, it is all kinds of fucked up now. Ever since they took over, Amazon took the reins on this. So back in February, it is a mess. 
I mean, oh, I know it's bad. That's months. why I, I haven't bought comics in months. Yeah, I know. That's why I've got memberships to DC uh, Unlimited and Marvel Unlimited because I can't do shit on Comicsology anymore because they're in a pissing the problem, contest with Apple. So you can't buy stuff the, on an Apple based product. But you're Marvel and DC Unlimited each. DC's but like $8 a month. It's worth it, but they don't have any new stuff. That's the only problem with the unlimited packages. It's all older stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's all messed up. But yeah, I think Sandman Volume 1, you know, the story of death and dream is really, really compelling stuff. It's 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 dark. They've cop they've my thoughts on the trailer is they captured some elements of it. Um, I don't think that the trailer really brings you in with the whole scope of the story. So I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, it's definitely one that I'm going to check out because I'm a big fan of the Sandman properties. So I, I'm into it. The next trailer is this was one that I, I did not, I kind of didn't expect this and I wasn't sure what was going on, but it's the first trailer for prey, which is coming to Hulu on August 5th, August, as I said, a big, big month uh, native Americans taking on the predator in <laughs> many 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 years ago uh i was genuinely like surprised where this trailer was going and i was like immediately like i mean predator is one of those franchises has just unfortunately been overdone but this kind of looked like it's going back to its roots a little bit uh christopher platt I, I don't know are you a predator franchise fan and if so what were your thoughts on this trailer this is kind of this one looks like it might be worth checking out I'm definitely a Predator franchise fan. I love the first one with Arnold and Carl Weathers and, of course, Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, shout out to Bill Duke, too, underrated actor as well. I even like the second one with Danny Glover. I know that kind of got maligned, but I, I dug it. Obviously, this, the franchise kind of falls off the rails from there. But in regards to this trailer, I'm in. I'm going to check this out, man. It, it, it kept my interest, and yeah, I'm going to check it out. So yeah, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt just because I, I, I do like the Predator franchise. So yeah, I'm in for it. PC and Tunney's you know, Hulu awesome. doesn't, have, doesn't just have live sports. Yeah. You know it's a lifestyle, right, Dave? Okay, I do. Cool. It, it, now, now, does anybody know, is this a series or is this a movie? I, I, was, I, could, I wasn't quite it's sure. It's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, no, no, it's, it's not. It's a LaMarche LaMelo. <laughs> well, a, a what? A LaMarche LaMelo. La Marshmallow, La Marshmallow, it should have been. Tony, are you uh, are you a fran- a Predator franchise fan, or what do you think? I'm not historically, but I like the I, I like the setting that this story is cast in. To be honest with you, it seems um, a lot more of a of a tight and crisp kind of action thriller, and I I, I think I'm going to watch this one. Ray, what are your thoughts? I mean, it, it seems like when you're talking. Predator versus, you know, Native Americans from the 1700s. Uh, those odds aren't going to go so well for the uh, for the Native Americans, but they're sure going to give it the good old college try. It seems in this one. What were your <laughs> what were your thoughts on this trailer? Are, are you are you a Predator fan? And, and did this pique your interest enough to check it out? So are you positing that Listen, the problem the Native is Americans don't have much of a chance? Is that that's kind of what I, I, I mean. I'm just this saying why. I'm saying they didn't have gym mats to wrap around their trees to well, train. Yeah. Oh. I'm just saying Arnold didn't fare so That's well. And he had special. Jesse Ventura tapped off that minigun or it didn't matter. Arnold had a uh, strategic nuclear weapon that day, or actually the predator had that against himself. But I'm not sure that spears and arrows are going to do much against this thing. But I could be wrong. Ray, am I wrong? What are you, Maybe. Are, are you interested yeah, in watching you, to see how wrong I am? <laughs> 
maybe he respects the the world of maybe maybe predators respect the world of the Native American lifestyle. Maybe they give him some Hiawatha. Well, I'll tell you this. The air of his ways. I, I love the tagline that they came up with. All bullshitting aside, they hunt to live. It lives to hunt. So there is a definite. That's pretty dope. That is a very cool dichotomy that they've got where these guys, they have to hunt to survive. That's, that's He's just dope, hunting yeah. because it's sport. Bring the bell. Thank you. Ding. No, yes, I'm, I'm here for it. It's not, it's not sport. It says he has to hunt it or it has to hunt. So that's not sport. That's just maybe it has to hunt to maintain, you know, Man, no, life. If, predator, if, if, if the you go back to hunted, he'd be on the he'd be at the crib on the recliner watching old Family Guy episodes. It, like go, he's go doing because he bought. Go back to Predator Two and Danny Glover when he actually killed him and they gave him his props and they brought him up on the spaceships. Like they, that's just what they do. They just hunt. They don't need to hunt, but that's just what they do. Oh, like Ray said, they're just bored and they they like fucking with people. No, it's it, said it has to hunt. It literally says in the fucking trailer, it has to hunt. It lives. Go to watch hunt. Predator Two. It sir. lives to hunt. Go watch it Predator Two. It is a sport to that. That's to great. The, the predators, the skull collecting from all the various creatures all over the galaxy or whatever the hell it is. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's a sp- and they got guns and skulls and shit. They had the skull of the alien. Go back and watch it's, Predator 2. Yeah, it's like man. humans I'm going out saying. and hunting bears and stuff. That was, yeah, that yeah. bear, that bear's chasing yeah. that girl down and Predator says, I got something for your ass. So uh, that was the end of yeah. the bear. But, but the predators you, never had to face a, a really nice arrowhead Hatchet. What's up, baby? True. I'm not sure it's going to make much difference, but I'm I'm (laughs) pulling I'm pulling I'm pulling for him, Ray. I'm pulling for him. You fucking yo, man. Who knew the land and knew how to navigate land? The native and ancient Africans, man. They've got more than a shot at this melon farmer, man. That's true. And plus, go research the Anunnaki. This ain't man's first encounter with aliens, Jack. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, UFOs are real, so who the hell knows anymore what we're dealing with? So it's all good. Uh, the next trailer, I, I, I definitely want to get your. I mean, speaking of UFOs and aliens, we got the full final trailer for Nope. This is uh, who's this? Peel, Keenan Peel's movie. Jordan Peel. Jordan yeah, Peel. Jordan Peel. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm shit with names today. I need to drink. More. Who the hell is Spoonie, man? Who's Spoonie? But uh, who's Keenan? Yeah, who's Keenan Peel? I don't know. It's, it's just Keaton some some name Keaton I Peele. some name I fucking amalgamated <laughs> into into just nonsense. But we get the final trailer here, and and a lot of people were saying they spoiled it, you know, because now we know that they're fighting. You know, it, it's not fighting; it's just dealing with aliens. And I always thought it was kind of like Skinwalker Ranch brought to the big screen or something like that. And and I'm not sure I was that far off after seeing this thing. But um, Tony, I'll turn it over to you first. I'm sure you watch this trailer. What do you think of this thing? I mean, it's like we're going to get really hard evidence of proof of, of aliens. Well, okay, they already have that on YouTube right now, but that's beside the point. Your thoughts on this movie, and and, and uh, are you intrigued by this? I like the fact that there is arena built to sell this show, <laughs> and a gentleman running this circus with a with a mic behind his ear. I love that part of it. Um, I get the same vibe from the last movie we just talked about. Honestly, with you, it's kind of a different, a little different twist to it. So, I might have to watch this one as well. As long as it's not a straight horror thing and there's suspense and thriller, thrill, uh, thrill to it and action, I, I generally can tolerate that. So, yeah, I, I, there's a lot. Of, I guess I got a lot more shit to watch, right? 
Yeah, and and Nope's coming out July twenty second in theaters, and it, and it looks like, yeah, I mean, Glenn came back from getting his head bashed in in, in Walking Dead, and now he's running this uh, this carny show dealing with UFOs and shit like that. So, um, Ray, what do you think of this trailer, man? Are, are you intrigued enough to go to the theaters on July twenty second, or is this uh, one you're going to wait to show up on streaming for your own edification? There are very, there are very few movies in the year twenty twenty two that are appointment viewing. There's the blockbuster Marvel movie, DC to the extent too, if it's big movies, right? And there are, there's a very few select. Anything Jordan Poole creates, directs, and produces is appointment viewing. You go to the theater immediately. Who? who? I didn't know. Your ass when I see you, okay? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> he played on the Golden State Warriors and made No, movies. baby, it's Keegan Peel and Jordan Poole. You didn't know that, Sonny? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Jordan Peele, sorry. Thank you, sir. Yes, the fuck up names uh, with Patrick not here. That's me today. Obviously, go ahead, Ray. But no, it so first and foremost, the movie could be literally two stick figures like walking down the street, and I still go watch it. But the one there's one small disappointment I have, and it's that now he's a genius at this. He's a genius at showing just showing you just what just what he wants you to see. And this is all, this is one of those situations where. Like Marvel all the time, where we're like, well, how would they do that? And then, like, you wait, like, the next day, and they're like, oh, that's why. I think they showed too much in the trailer. I and think I, they showed a little too you much. You are not alone in that sentiment. There's a lot of people who said they showed way too much. You, know, you got to see the UFO, especially, the, like, the last scene where that thing is chasing that one guy who's trying to run away from it down the street. And you got the full-on disc chasing after his ass. Special effects look really good. There's some creepy elements to this thing. There's some definite exploitation going on of, of the whole UFO phenomenon that is actually real right now. Uh, Chris, what did you think of this trailer? I mean, is this is Ray right? Is this something like appointment viewing? You got to go see this when it comes out. I, I'm thinking I might have to. Yeah, I, I 1000% agree with Ray that whenever Jordan Peele puts out a project, it is appointment viewing. I'm already metabolizing it in my head i know that's not a word but fuck it all words are made up stay woke um I, i'm gonna have to because my mother's gonna be here by then so i know that i'm gonna have to go see it with amber as mom is watching the king and i'm pretty sure i'm probably gonna have to go back and take my mom to see this as well because this seems like something she would be interested in too um i i want to agree with you guys that they did show too much in the trailer and the only reason that i can't is because I'm giving Jordan Peele the benefit of the doubt. Number one, can we all agree that he clearly has been influenced and went to the M. Night Shyamalan school of filmmaking? Because every single film that he puts out, there's always some sort of twist in there, right? So I'm thinking, I don't think we've necessarily seen the twist. I, I think there's a twist on the twist. I think it's a hat on a hat. So, yeah, I don't think we've seen the tw the, the twist yet. I, I think that this second trailer was good because at least we know what the hell the movie's about going into it. That's nice. <laughs> you know, but I think there's also another twist upon that twist, man, that we won't know until either we go see the movie or, or Twitter inevitably spoils it for us before we're able to go see the movie. I Listen, we talk about things in wrestling all the time that aren't for us and where our fandom is and wrestling, right? This trailer isn't for the hardcore fans of Jordan Peele's movies. This It's for them, but it's also for the people that aren't a fan yet, so they get a bigger explanation of what they're going to see. Does that make sense? 
It does. It does. But I will say, and you're not wrong. I think you're actually more right than my, so I'm not really disagreeing with you. But the other thought process could be that there were a certain, like, if you, this, I'm, I'm really throwing names out here. If you watch a large Von Trier film, you know you're going to see some fucking, right? There are certain things you expect to see with certain act, uh, directors. So with the Jordan Peele film, you kind of expect to see there's going to be, there's definitely going to be a message deep rooted within what whatever the screenplay is. And it's going to be a twist or two. So like, Part of the fun is like going to be shocked by the twist. But so, yeah, you're right. Some people who may not be privy to that or care about that may need to see more. So you, I mean, you're, you're you're spot on. I heard that in addition to being um, a Jordan Poole movie, it was also a careless divert <laughs> production. So Dave, why don't oh you shut up! <laughs> yeah, do you like shut that one? Up. I just fucking Jordan peeled Chris. I had him go one way. He was all <laughs> laughing, and then he got real mad at me, didn't he? You're welcome. <laughs> I heard uh, uh, Steph Curry is doing the next movie, but I, you know that's just that's just what I heard. I don't know. <laughs> Holy um, moly, five trying to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like, uh, but you know, like like Ray's saying, I think that they've probably shown you. He's probably shown you what he wants to show you, and is holding back some other stuff to uh, to do do the twist. So I, it it definitely looks like a movie that's like you guys saying it's appointment viewing. It it's got enough to of a hook to it make me say okay you know july i got thor love and thunder but i got i got a few dates that are open so yeah i think this might be might be worth checking out the final trailer we want to talk about we're kind of saving it the main event so to speak um we got the first real trailer for black adam coming october 21st this is dc's big movie dwayne johnson he's playing black adam um so when the when the trailer came out i watched it and I was like, yeah, that was uh, literally, it was okay. That was fine. In the words of Patrick O'Dowd, I wasn't exactly blown away by it. Um, I didn't dislike it or anything like that, but I just was like, all right, well, that, that looks, that looks cool. I mean, it's, you got the justice society. I do like the whole thing. Hawkman saying heroes don't kill people in black items. Like awesome. I do. I came to okay. Exactly. Chris Platt. I'm going to turn this over to you first. Black Adam coming out. This is movies seemingly, been in the works as long as CM Punk was absent from wrestling before he came back. <laughs> and here we are. So <laughs> you guys like that one. What do you what do you think of this trailer? Black Adam, are, are you are you are you into this movie? Did you want to see more out of this thing? I don't know. And it's I, it, this seems like to me before I turn it back over to you, it's like, okay, we're like, okay. Is he going to be a bad guy or is he going to be a good guy? And, and they even kind of play it up. You can save the world. You can destroy it. And that seems to be the central, you know, talk about giving too much away. Did we just give away the main, the main conflict of this movie? No, it's the rock. I mean, he's going to be a good guy. They're going to try to set this up for sequels. They can't have a bunch of sequels without him being the good guy. And I think in his head, this is his, his, his Iron Man. His Batman, like this is this is the one. You know what I mean? He kind of stepping away from the Fast franchise, and this is because the Fast franchise is never going to be his franchise. This can become his franchise. Plus, DC is due for a good one. Like I I, I spoke of earlier, man, they've got like a one ninety batting average to me. All right, it is what it is. The trailer looked good, and it's the Rock. I'm gonna check it out. I don't have high hopes because it is DC, but at the same point in time, the Rock is one of those actors on a, on a very short list, which it doesn't matter how bad the movie is. 
he's still good in it and he can make it watchable. So like other actors on that list, uh, I got to put Will Smith on that list. I got to put Eddie Murphy on that list. I think Brad Pitt is on that list as well. Guys that, okay, the movie might be shitty, but they're so damn good in it. It it makes it entertaining or worth watching. We'll see. I'm going to check it out because it's The Rock. It's the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. So I'm going to check it out. I don't have high hopes, which probably means I love it because typically the lower my expectations, the, 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 the better experience I have in all things. That means movies, wrestling, you name it. Oh, I'll be there opening night probably because it, it's it's Black Adam. And it, and like, yeah, I'll bullshitting aside. This thing's been in development for a long fucking time. Forever. It for seems like ever. forever. Yeah. They've been talking about yeah. this forever. So I want to I want to yeah. check it out. Um I, I did like I thought there was some funny stuff before I turned it over to Ray where he's standing next to the car and they're rolling up the window thinking that that's actually going to protect them. <laughs> kind of fun. I like that. Ray, what are your thoughts on on the Black Adam trailer? You uh, intrigued by this? How are you feeling? I know you and I are a little bit more lenient on DC than probably Chris is, but that's just because of who we are and we're DC kind of fans, that sort of thing. What are your thoughts on this trailer? See, see, very intrigued. See. Uh, by the way, Chris, who is it again? It's who the did who? I say? It's the the most elect the most electrifying no, no, no. man say, in all. Just say the name. No? Just say it's the it's the most electrifying man in it's all. It's the Rock. Fool, say it's the Rock. Oh, it's the Rock. Fool, Rockefeller. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's the Rock. <laughs> you ain't seen me throwing up you the diamond. You've been throwing diamond up the whole time, and I didn't put two and two together, man. I was so lost in my soliloquy, I didn't want to fuck up, trip over my words, man. But okay, touche. It's the rock. Um, sorry. It's, what do you want me to do, y'all? I'm sorry. I'm back. It's the hey, rock. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a hip hop joke for those of you who don't understand what we're saying. Um, no, I'm super excited first and foremost because when you've been waiting on something this long, I just want to fucking see it. Number one. Number two, The Rock, both, uh, is, quite frankly, legitimately the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. And he can carry a movie in a way nobody else can. Now, are, is it going to win Best Adapted Screenplay? Probably not. But the movie's going to be interesting. But most importantly, I think what's dope to me is um, it's, a, it's a bit of a period piece, so it's back in the day. Kandahawk is one of the most dope places you can put on TV, on screen, right? It's up there with like your Wakandas and your Atlantises and whatnot in terms of visually stunning, right? And so that's dope. But Rock has been very, very open and audible about how the Black Adam that you probably know from the comics is very much, or at least the older versions of the comics, is very much a villain, very much a bad guy. This version of Black Adam, which is kind of rebirth, kind of brought to the forefront and as now back where it is now, um, it's more of an anti-hero in that he sticks up for his people and he does what's right for his people. Everybody else can get fucked. And that that scene with him and Hawkman encapsulates that perfectly. Heroes don't kill people. Well, I do. I'm not a hero. I'm doing what's right for my people. And um, Aldous Hodge perfect as Hawkman. I don't think you could have ever thought of a better Dr. Fate, my God, than Pierce Brosnan. He looks like he he looks like that when they drew up who Dr. Fate was 60 years ago. I get I get like, that. it's perfect. You, we haven't seen much of Adam Smasher. We haven't seen much of Cyclone. Right. They're secondary. But, like, Dr. Fate and Hawkman are, like, top-level people. 
So to see them and have and the importance of where they are in the movie, it's cool. I mean, I'm just, Hawkman looked whack, but Pierce Brosnan as, as Dr. Fate, yeah, you, you couldn't have said it better. I, I don't mean, think you, he you, looked whack because, first and foremost, the fucking Thanagarian helmet is stupid. But <laughs> when you see him come out of the cave and the wings be like, blah, 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 like that's dope. Like, I, like looked, the, I like the Hawkman from Smallville better than this Hawkman. I ain't even going to hold you. Yeah, I said it. That may be I one of it. the very few decently <laughs> look people. They had my boy Jed Jackson the cyborg dog. What are we doing, Smallville? Tony, I know you. I, I see your microphone down, so you got thoughts. I know you got thoughts here. And Tony's a big DC fan too, so there you go. If you've been waiting for DC to do something like Marvel does, this is the beginning. This is chapter one. This is the start. This is why nothing else has been told to us that we're going to carry forward with this. Because why wouldn't you start with The Rock? And the story is going to be told just like the story of The Rock as a wrestler. And he, Black Adam has huge interaction with Justice Society. In one, in one turn, he's the big bad guy all the time. But in another, another way the story is told, he's bad until his face turned, just like The Rock. And then after Injustice, he joins Justice Society after he's reformed. This is the ride we're going on. Get ready. It's going to be fucking great. I'm glad you pointed that out because this is going to be, in a weird way, kind of the precursor or the, the, the litmus test for Namor. We're going to get Johns and Goyers JSA. That's what we're going to get. Sure. But but when I say Namor, because Namor is probably the most popular neutral guy in all the comics. Like he's not good, he's not bad. He don't he don't care who you are. I'll try to kill you, and if five minutes later I work with you, doesn't matter. Max Lasher would be. Well, um. I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, what, I, I, I had a question for Tony when you're done. What I think is interesting is you know like earlier we were talking about um, comic characters who have been who have been portrayed as white in comics and then there's not accepted it or, or, you know, people not accepting a, a comic book characters, minority interesting black Adams or always been a white guy in the comics. And here you got, I was never been white. What? I thought like he was, was Egyptian. Egyptian dog. Yeah. Yes. I thought he was Egyptian. He's always he looked white to me. Egyptian. Well, I mean, look who was coloring back in 1970. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, I'm just, yeah, we I'm still just, using apricot. No, to I'm not saying in, he's you know, from New York. I'm not saying black Adam was from New York city. I'm just saying he was portrayed as a white guy. This is how you can tell. Look at the hair. Look at the hairline. That's a black hairline, dog. That's, no, no, that's, that's not, that's always not been fair. A black that, that's dog. not fair because if we look at the Osbournes in in the Spider Man comics and them, them three sixty waves they had popping off, we think they had some black in them too. So hey, look, I still <laughs> to this day, Norman Osborn got some black in them somewhere. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, Ray. Me. I got a question for for Patrick Charles. Um, Patrick Charles Schwartz Tony, see. Um, What's up with your Paragon of Love, bro? Talk to you, boy. There's nothing wrong with my Paragon of Love. Oh, little ginseng, huh? Little, little gas station pill for you. Good for you, sir. Well, Good that was a you, double man. entendre. That was a double entendre because I, Grant Goosen's my Flash. I don't know who what, you do whatever you want with this other guy. Not not my Flash. Hashtag not my Flash. Hashtag really? not my Flash. We, hashtag home. We we don't have time to talk about that, do we? Because no. what the fuck? Ezra Miller, <laughs> Ezra Miller's an episode unto itself. So yeah, we don't, it we, is. don't need, we don't need to talk about the, the, the best Hawaii do Hawaii's be most wanted. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> the best thing they could do would bring Goosen in as as Flash 
and if they're going to do this and bring him in with these stories. Why do, you, why do you think they are reluctant to do that? No, not. I, I don't know. That's interesting, isn't it? No, it's not because that'd be the. There's no crossover. There's literally zero crossover between the movies and, and the and the television shows. So I'm not trying to cross over. I'm just trying to say, hey, you know, uh, Becky from Roseanne is a, just a completely different character. What do you want me to do? Like, who else got replaced like that? Think about sitcoms. No, I, like, you know what I'm saying? You're spot on. What I'm saying is the movie is 90 percent done. So to bring another guy in, you'd have to redo everything. No, I'm saying the studio's studio's not doing that, man. I'm saying in the future, Ray. I'm saying in the next movies moving forward because the Flash character is done. Yeah, he would have been fired if the movie wasn't finished. That's why he was getting fired. Flash character needs to be carried forward, and it should be Grant Gustin. There's no question about it. That's great. I I would go with you on that one, but for some reason the uh, studio, well, we don't know. We'll see what they're if, not going. Well, if Flashpoint ever, if Flashpoint ever comes out, or Flash, whatever the hell it is, then we'll talk. But Arrowverse is dead, right? Huh? Arrowverse is done, right? All of the all the no, shows are finished. It's still right? going. Some of it's still going. You, Flash is you, you renewed know. for another season, right, Tony? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm fairly certain there's one more season. I still have to finish last season. There's so much fucking shit to watch. I know. But I mean, y'all, do y'all know why they keep letting Clint Eastwood direct movies? I mean, b- besides the fact that he's Clint Eastwood. But the reason they do that is because he all of his movies always come in on time and under budget, i.e. they like to save money, the studio. So, yeah, they're not going to scrap this whole film, man. Yeah, they'll take him to rehab of some sort. I don't even know what the fuck rehab he needs to go to, but they'll take him to rehab. They'll get him on the apology tour and they're going to get this movie out because somebody was going to come to me, Chris, and say you can rehab in Hawaii. I'd say, yeah, I got a problem. So, you know, that's that's just me. I, I need to go to Hawaii and get rehabbed. Babe, I need to go to Hawaii to get rehabbed. So, Dave, I, let I me got like 16 problems, man. <laughs> like, yes, I need to go rehab in Hawaii. Dave, <laughs> let me finish this up by asking you one question, Dave. Is your fucking dumb bra- is your dumb brain getting fucked by stupid? Yeah, that's not rhetorical. <laughs> can, can somebody talk about what's wrong with Ashley? Can we talk about that next week? Like, she is losing her mind. Oh yeah, a- Ashley's gonna peg Cameron Coleman. So I mean, hey, it's it's gonna be a good time on episode five of the boys. Anyway, yeah. I think on that note, we can't stop at a better point to take our second commercial break before we talk a little news around the nerdosphere. Before I let you go, though, anybody want to talk about all the cool T-shirts at thechairshot dot com? I-, I think Christopher Platt might want to talk about that. Oh well, all right. I'm glad you brought that up, Dave. Thank you so much. All jokes aside, ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content you love day in and day out here at The Chair Shot is to support the movement by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Look, summertime is upon us, man. We are on the precipice of summer, ladies and gentlemen, which means it's T-shirt and shorts weather. So I know they're bringing back the, the, the coochie cutter shorts for the guys now, the smuggling plum shorts. So what better accessory to go with your plum smuggling shorts than a soft style T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We literally have something for everybody. One of my personal favorites, Nefarious Means. Hashtag journalism. Jesus did the job. His dad was the promoter. Save tag team wrestling and many, many other cool designs. You're going to find something that you absolutely adore. I guarantee it. Get two, get three. You're going to love them all. Again, soft style. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Remember the chair We're not just a website, folks. We're a movement. And you are the integral piece 
to this movement, but we depend on listeners like you to support the movement. So one more again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up a soft style t-shirt. Please and thank you. Thank you. And please. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, folks. The back half, the tail end of Van Wagon Nerds, episode 135. We got some news around the Nerdosphere. Just a few things we're going to talk about. Some of it does tied to netflix geek week that sort of thing um you know and I, I had the rundown pulled up and now my computer is basically giving me the middle finger and telling me no we're not going to not going to let you pull up the rundown i do know the first story we're going to talk about though is that we got confirmation that a sequel to the joker is going to be created and i can't my french is not so great so i cannot pronounce <laughs> the actual title of this thing i've got it speaking of nefarious means i've got to use alternate means <laughs> to pull up my um the rundown here so anyway yeah so uh, anyway your guys thoughts on a a joker sequel coming out and it's uh is this something the world needed we weren't even sure if the joker was the real joker the first time around but apparently he was and now we've got a sequel coming out what are your guys thoughts on a joker sequel tunny dc guy what do you think about this sure (laughs) i guess i'll have to watch the first one uh okay yeah maybe maybe that would be helpful i was less than intrigued by the story they were telling on the first one so i didn't watch it but i mean if they're gonna run with it and if what i want to have happen is everything start colliding with black adam then i guess i would have to go ahead and make sure i catch up here just being honest no that that's fine raymond what are your thoughts on a Joker sequel? Did you watch the first one? Did you like it? Were you somewhere in the middle on this thing? Do we need a second one? So Joker was one of the, the, the most weird movies for me to kind of enjoy and indulge because schematically, stylistically, from a writing standpoint, it is one of the, it's it's beautifully written. It's a fantastic screenplay. It's a fantastically acted movie. Joaquin Phoenix deserved to be up for the best Oscar. I didn't like what it portrayed, though, and what it could have led towards, because it Joker essentially the movie, the parts that were really important to the movie weren't the parts that people were kind of picking up on. And so, like, the parts people were picking up on or the dangerous parts were that he was essentially like deified for being who he was. And the type of person shouldn't be deified. Like he kills Robert, De- not Robert Downey Jr. Um, Robert what, what, De Niro. Oh, Robert De Niro. Thank you. And like he goes out, and people are like dressed in Joker masks, turn up the city like you're our hero. That's a very dangerous thing in our day and age. I thought, and and luckily nothing really bad came of it. But that was dangerous to me. I'm still of the age to remember when uh, the Dark Knight came out. And homeboy shut up the shut up the thing in Colorado. So like it was the movie theater. So that was that was scary to me personally. But the movie was a very beautifully written and acted movie. So I really like kind of this El- thank you this kind of Elseworlds type um, idea where they're like taking secondary uh, stories or stories that aren't part of the regular timeline and just saying we don't care about 
in order or a shared universe. We're just making movies to make them. It's and like so, Star Wars. There's stories. Yeah. yeah. Hey, no, let me get you, let me give you one more thing real quick. All right. Yeah. Expect, here's, how, here's how you pronounce this. Pretty Boulder. Did you hear that? Sort of. One more time. One Pretty more time. Boulder. Pretty Boulder. Fully Purdue. Pretty Boulder. There we go. Joker Jim. Pretty Boulder. I like that title better. Pretty Boulder. That's how you pronounce it. And you want to know what it means? Do you guys know what it means? I know it has is a is a disorder. Yeah, it's like two people. Madness. Madness for two is the translation. Yeah. So I was to to answer to put to put a bow on my my point and give it back to everybody else. I think a second episode is a second movie is necessary. Um in in terms of the story is telling, but it's it's you they'd be better off just saying this isn't a DC film. Well, but here, doesn't that possibly mean if it's madness for two, it could not maybe mean that it's in the Joker's head or that he has enough madness for two, but that we didn't we speculate on this movie? Didn't you guys speculate that maybe this wasn't the Joker? Yeah, I, yeah, I was about to say go watch the movie, man, because that kind of sort of answers your question, but not really if that makes any sense. Well, we don't know if this is the real Joker that. You know, right. the, so Madness for Two could mean we find the real Joker in this, who's inspired by this guy, and that was what you guys were saying. We don't, he's Barry Keogh's character that Robert Pattinson's talking to in the asylum, right? Maybe, maybe, but also he's the one that's in this movie. Maybe, but maybe. also we don't, we don't know if whatever happened actually happened, or if it was all in his head. Again, if you watch the end of the Joker movie, so well, yeah, it's very interesting. A lot of plays they can go with this. It is, and before I get turn it over to Chris to, you know, I know he apparently you saw the movie and had your own thoughts about it. I guess one of the big questions is, do they tie this into Batman at all? You know, they kind of, they kind of, they ninety five percent of that movie avoided that entirely. Then there's a little snippet where he talks to Bruce Wayne. Now you've got the success of Batman. We've already got confirmed. There's going to be a sequel. We saw the cut scene with the Joker in there, do they try to tie these two things together in any way? Chris, what do you think, man? I don't think they do. I think these Joker movies exist in their whole different universe. I don't think it has anything, any sort of tie into the DC properties, man. I just don't, other than the fact that it's the Joker name. Um, as far as this movie, it was very well acted. I didn't like it as much as everybody else seemed to like it, quite frankly. I'd rather go back and watch Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy, which was, were clearly the two movies that were the source material for this one, because I thought that they were better movies. But the bottom line is, it was crit- critically acclaimed, it made a shit ton of money, and Todd Phillips right now is on the short, cool kids list of directors in Hollywood. So there was always going to be a sequel to this, when you th- add up the three things that I just said. So this was inevitable. Some somewhat like Thanos. I was about to say it. It's it's, it's like the Thanos yeah. of of movies. It was an inevitable, critically acclaimed. We're going to get a sequel. Uh, speaking of like a second season of something, we got and, and this came out of Netflix's Geek Week, uh, exactly. So we got word from Kevin Smith. We are getting a a well. I don't know if it's a second season, but it's a or even if it qualifies as a sequel. But Masters of the Universe. You had Revelation last year. Now we're going to get Revolution. And Kevin Smith talked about this thing. I, I did not see Masters of the Universe Revelation. So I know Patrick was uh, something he was excited about. I think he watched it. Did any of you guys catch Netflix's Masters of the Universe series when it re-emerged this last year? I, I didn't, man. But speaking of franchises and movies that have been floated around forever, 
when are we finally going to get the Masters of the Universe live action film? I, I feel like it would be a license to print money. But you got I, the, I know we, the, we got that shitty version where they where they ran exactly. out of money. <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. That that's an interesting story too. If you never shit, I wish I could remember the name of the theater because they were filming Masters of the Universe and I think like Spider Man no, simultaneously. Superman four quest they, for Superman four. Superman quest four, for peace. yes. And, and Superman Four and Masters of the Universe was supposed to fund Spider Man, but they ran out of money filming those two, and and then they they ultimately went out of business shortly thereafterwards. But you know, this is another property that's been bantied around. I think the closest it got was a few years ago, probably ten years now. Whenever that Conan film came out, there was a screenplay. They were all set to go. I think it was whoever put out the Conan shit. They were all set to go, but they thought that it was too close to the Conan property, so it got ixnayed. But I feel like it's a it's out of all the eighties, you know, projects and you know, the eighties babies we're we're running the shit right now. Thank you. Thank thank you. That was completely unnecessary and I totally lost my point now. Or was that the point to make me lose my thechairshot.com. Always use your head. The show has been too on track and Patrick gone, so we need a little off the track. And I like fucking with Chris, but I love him. <laughs> and thanks for letting us see Baby Bash today for ten minutes. The dude, yeah, yeah, fuck, you. yeah, fuck, fuck you too, sir. There you go. Now, now we're now we are back on track. Anybody got any thoughts about this Masters of the Universe revolution being confirmed? Um, anybody watched the first part? I, I I got the impression nobody other than Patrick did. So let me not, get out of the way with my here. take. Here. Let me get out of the way with my take, so you and Ray can talk about it. <laughs> I got no real thoughts on it, Ray. You got any thoughts on it? I'm like more power, more power to Kevin Smith. That's what I say. I have one thought. I do have one thought. It's funny to me how people complained, and lost their mind because the first part of the first first half of the first season focused on She-Ra, and now you've had a second part, and now you got a whole another season coming that's about He-Man. Like, shut up and listen. Sometimes it just it to be patient. No, that's I that's mean, a great point. Same shit we were talking about earlier. That's right. Shut yep. shut the fuck up and just roll with what you got. We got uh I don't think this was part necessarily Netflix Netflix's Geek Week, but I didn't even realize they have a Ghostbusters day. But apparently that's a real thing. And we got confirmation that we got more Ghostbusters content coming. I think it's all of the animated variety, if I was reading this correctly. But uh what are what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, uh, I first off, I've not seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's another one that I want to see. I'm kind of ashamed of the fact that I haven't seen it, but we've got the revelation that we've got not one, but two new movies coming out. We got a Netflix animated series was confirmed. Then they got a new animated fl- film is going to join a new live action continuity continuity of the Spengler family legacy. Has anybody seen Ghostbusters Afterlife yet? Uh, yeah, I actually watched it on the plane going to Dallas for WrestleMania. Oh, honestly, your thoughts? yeah, your thoughts I, on, on it. Honestly, Number one, I love Paul Rudd, so I had to throw that out there. But I thought it was perfect in terms of charting and blazing its own path, but paying homage and getting the rub from the past storylines and, and making it all, you know, tying them all together. Obviously, they threw out the uh, the all-female version in 2016. This is going back from two to now. But, yeah, I thought it was really well done, man. And, and as nerds, man, I suggest y'all check it out. I, I really do. I'm glad that they're coming back with it because I, I think they can run with this. Plus, the kids are young enough where you you could do this for 
you, you can do this for a few years. I'll be honest with y'all, man. The the way they kind of put a bow on everything and tied it together, man, I, I damn near had tears in my eyes on the plane watching the uh, the culmination of this movie, like watching the climax of the movie. Seriously, it, it was that well done. No, I, I, wow. I it's what I want to see. Uh, and I know that there was a, a very emotional moment at the end of that. Did you guys see? You guys seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, Ray? And, and, and by damn near tears in my eyes, that means there were tears in my eyes. I just wouldn't let them fall. You held him back. Get back in there. Yeah, had to held it back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ray, PC, um, did you see this movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife? I have not. Although Paul Rudd is the man, so I would definitely give it a watch. And I mean no disrespect by this. So hearing that it touched you that emo- that that deeply gives me more reason to want to watch it. But man, like at a certain point, dog, like you can only have so many reboots, man. Like I. I'm 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 almost out of it because like this is the third reboot they're doing for this. I know they're not all technically reboots. They're well, this, just this technically seems to me added like an actual like like Chris was saying like this it, was it, an actual yeah, sequel a, and they just it I, is. And I mean like we talked about it earlier the the whole the whole backlash on on the one the all female version it wasn't because they were women it's because the movie sucked and, and there's a difference there you know it's well, <laughs> is, you sure I'm sure. I didn't think it was horrible. It was cute for what it was. It it was. It, they, you know what I mean. It I it should have had some some sort of continuity to the previous two, and it didn't. I think that killed it. But I yeah, I didn't think it was horrible. But this right here, this is a proper sequel. This is basically Ghostbusters three, just what thirty years into the future. I I, I take that. Hor- it wasn't horrible. It just wasn't. I don't know. It just didn't resonate with it. Me w- it wasn't. It wasn't my Ghostbusters. That's, That's what right. it was. That's that. Okay, Ray. That's right. Which I'll... is strictly a, strictly a, because it was women and not Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray and the black guy and the other guy. The black guy well, and the other guy. <laughs> Ernie, Ernie Hudson, Hudson, Hudson Ernie Hudson. What the fuck, yeah. man? That, you can't make Ernie your Hudson. point and then bury the brother. What's wrong with you? No, I didn't no, bury him. I said the black guy. Yeah, the black guy. Yes, he has a name, sir. <laughs> Ernie Hudson, <laughs> a.k.a. the black guy. The black guy. No, but, I but, did bury another uh, white person because I forgot Rick, Mar- Rick Moranis, right? Is that the fourth guy? No. Well, Rick Moranis no. was in the first the, one. It's, he's uh, the gatekeeper. Reitman, right? Or, uh, who, no, no, Howard. Um, God damn it, I forgot it. See, yeah, I, just names no, are just. No, but, but, but Ramis, Harold yeah, Ramis. But Harold I, Ramis I, is who you're thinking I, of, I Ray. Because the key yes, goes in the yes. gate. Get it? Spe- that's funny. But The no, key but, goes yeah. in the lock. I uh, see they bring it full, full circle. On the Season gate. three. On the gate. Go check out Ghostbusters Afterlife. Though. I don't want to give too much of the story away, but uh, you know there are there, there's strong heroine characters in the movie as well. So it's yeah. So just check it out, man. Just, I, I thought it was very for the well kids done. at home. Chris is not advocating doing heroin. He's just saying that there are strong <laughs> heroine characters in this movie. Yes, thank you, Christopher. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get... Jim Morrison, getting... <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, <laughs> Janis Joplin. All... <laughs> Ray Charles. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's cool that we're going to get more Ghostbusters content. So that's a franchise that is definitely on the on the rebound. Uh, Tony, do you have something to add here? Yes, Ghostbusters was a good movie, the original. That's what I wanted to add. That's it. <laughs> Hashtag not my Ghostbusters. No, I just... I, the story, that's it. I think the story was told. I watched... What did, so okay? What did they do in Ghostbusters two? Did they bust ghosts? What about the female version? Did they bust ghosts? Hey Chris, when you were on that plane, hey, I'm not done. When you were on that plane going to Dallas, did they bust ghosts? What do you think they're gonna do in these next couple stories? 
Because me, I'm just tired. I, I, I watched them. They busted them. It's kind of like gold. Jurassic Park and how many CGI dinosaurs do we really need at this point in our lives? But anyway. Oh, I'm, I'm going to see that new Jurassic thing. Park. Fuck that shit. I know. I, I, oh, I saw it yesterday. Is it good? It's fantastic. Is it? Okay. 3D. Yes. And it's got fucking Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is fucking awesome. They brought him. If Ray, if Ray is vouching for this movie, then I will, I will walk back some of my hate for it and say I will check it out. Come on, Dave. Now, Ray, I, I, this is I'm prefacing it by saying I'm not going to insult you, but you're going to be insulted. But Dave, think about the passion he has for Fern Gully. Okay, can we really? Can we really? The last rainforest, Tony. You might as well just talk about my mama. You're going to talk about Fern Gully. <laughs> you see, see, you see what kind of gold we get. I, I, can, I can see, man. It's like Tony bashes Fern Gully. It's like what? God damn! You just went out on Ray's mom. Jeez, Tony, that's that's rough. No, next time, next time I'm in, next time I'm in Milwaukee, you're gonna have to see me, bro. <laughs> I think we'll he's, gonna, out. he's gonna be. I think he'll give you a Fern Gully T-shirt and call it good. Last story I want to yeah. talk about on this episode of Bandwagon Nerds. This, this I know that there's going to be a few thoughts about this thing because um, I know we've talked about this group before. Confirmation, Ray Cash, I want to hear from you first because I know you've been speculating this a while. Confirmation, a Thunderbolts movie is actually coming. Your thoughts on y'all this thing? Learn, Go ahead, man. Run with this thing. Y'all gonna, y'all, you're going to learn to listen to you, boy. I've been trying to tell you it was not the Dark Avengers. It was the Thunderbolts. I've been trying to tell you. And apparently they told see, look, I'll be talking to Kevin Feige, right? I talked to Kevin Feige as soon as I get off the phone with we do you know uh with Uncle Vince, right? So oh, I, I talked to Uncle Vince to talk to Feige. Don't start. Well, you know, but Vince is Vince is my, my rich white uncle that nobody knows about. That's good. Okay, fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> but no, jokes aside. Spilled up too perfectly. I saw a picture and I forgot. Ghost is sitting out, out there walking around somewhere. Like, there's a lot of people. Taskmaster they can still find from obscurity. You know, it, it so it could be it could be very fun. I just hate that we don't have Black Norman Osborn to lead them as Iron Patriot. But um, maybe that could be Justin Hammer because he he had to be all the time for him to get out of jail, right? Going in going into um, Armor Wars. Well, I, no, he's in jail right now. I mean, think think but about. I don't need. I don't need Sam Rockwell back it, in MCU. It almost feels like the moral <laughs> of the story is not everything is for you, so don't get all bent out of shape and upset the apple cart for everybody else. No, but like, think about it. This group that they're putting together has got ties to so many things in the MCU and the movies and Disney Plus. You're talking Ghost from the from the Ant Man franchise, Yelena Belova. Okay, you got Winter Soldier from Falcon and Winter Soldier, U.S. Agent from the same damn show, Taskmaster. From Black Widow, Zemo, Abomination, which is coming up in She-Hulk, possibly Thaddeus Ross, but we know that you know that's going to be a little bit tricky with William. That's Hurtley. done, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. wait for She-Hulk. Yeah, wait. but um, and I'm so, I'm I'm so bummed because Red Hulk would have been so perfect in the MCU. Yeah, do you think I and I mean get there. he's we probably get there. Yeah, they could probably recast. I don't know, man. It's it's tough without. I would. I I don't like that. I don't like recast when somebody dies. Like yeah. just let the just you know what I mean. I, I, me part. Look, I'm one person, so if it's for the greater good, whatever. But I'd rather just kind of leave. Speaking of the the greater good, Chris, uh, what do you think about uh, this whole uh, Thunderbolts franchise being confirmed? And and you know, could I know there's talk about Young Avengers, New Avengers. Could this be the next big 
grouping for Marvel and the MCU that actually makes a difference? That's how I feel about it. Give me the Thundercats, man. Give me Lionel and all them. I don't give a shit, man. I've been very underwhelmed by the uh, the next uh, iteration of the of the Marvel heroes. Like this shit is looking very sketch right now. They're they're going through a rebuilding year right, right now. Maybe that's part of the plan. Like it's supposed to feel like a rebuilding year, but I, I'm just underwhelmed, man. I, I have been. It is what it is. So the What's MCU is the Seattle Seahawks of movies right now. Is kind of what you're Why saying. Why can't we look at it like this though? How how do you follow what they did, right? And they wrapped it up great. And that's when's the, when's that's the last time? When's the last time something like that wrapped up where everybody loved it as much as it was? So right now, maybe what they're doing is casting that gigantic net with all these stories and all these characters, and let's see who proves positive with the people that, that actually go and spend money on this, and let's, let's put them <laughs> and let's figure I out a way to put them together. Point. It's but just funny is the bottom yeah. line that that that's the smartest thing to do then. It's just weird to me, just personally, and I get that you know, this isn't directed towards you per, per se, but a lot of people mm-hmm. say that. But like if you ask them, if you break down every property of phase four so far, well, did you like WandaVision? Yeah, it was fantastic. Did you like Falcon Winter Soldier? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, did you like Loki? Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Loki was yeah, great. Yeah, but did you like did you like uh? Did you like what if? Yeah, it was fantastic. Did yeah, you like Hawkeye? What if was in? Yeah, it was fantastic. Like everybody Hawkeye was said, right. I'm, but, I'm, go ahead, go ahead. I apologize. Yeah, I no, no, you're good, and I appreciate you going back and forth. But again, you're you're a different person. I'm just talking about in general. We can talk to you specifically, but like other than Eternals, which most people will say on a second rewatch was really good. Yeah, I was like really it. good. There's no back. Black Widow was good. Spider Man's one of the best movies mm. ever. Like, oh, what yeah. are we talking about? Okay, oh. so yeah, Spider Man. Spider Man was good. Um, uh, Captain Strange was it was alright. Um, Strange what if was Captain man, Strange? <laughs> whatever Strange. the fuck, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking that about. was excellent. I'm sorry. It, what if was man? Um, Hawkeye it ended abruptly. I didn't like the Eternals. Uh, Shang Chi, eh. Like I'm just not a fan of the you know this new uh, I I've been trying to get into Moon Knight it, it it hasn't been able to keep my interest yet I'm going to give Miss Marvel a, a spin as well I owe that to the MCU it, it just seems like a bunch of substitute teachers right now this seems like what happened to black people when Malcolm and Martin got shot and we was left with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson like what the fuck like that's how I feel about the MCU right wow. now that is <laughs> wow yeah. Well, yeah. I think part of the problem yeah. is you're going to see Captain yeah. Strange, and you should be watching Doctor Strange. <laughs> that that might be part of the issue there. But, Tony, you, you, what are your thoughts on the Thunderbolts coming out? And then the, let's bring this thing to a to a close, my friend. Uh, a, if you didn't see Doctor Strange in 3D, you did yourself a disservice because it added. Unless you so- saw Captain Strange in 3D, then you got something. <laughs> You're one man. You're one man that knows Careless Levert very well. Um, I like no, that you brought that to the MCU and the comic book okay. universe, Chris. So pronouncing names. Tony single-handedly is keeping the three D properties yeah, alive. Single-handedly, just, we've all figured out what a scam that was. Except for Tony, I don't know. <laughs> you, you'll get there, young man. You'll get there one day. <laughs> I'll let you have yours. Um. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the Thunderbolts. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> On that note, Ray, I guess you and I are the only ones excited about this project coming up, and that's okay. 
maybe Mr. O'Dowd will be excited as well. But guys, I think we have both isn't more exciting than Young Avengers, though. But that's another I, conversation for another day. Probably. Give well, me my X-Men. Yeah, it's, it's, Give me my uh, X-Men MCU. Give me the X-Men MCU. That's all I would. It's do. coming, Chris. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. Just, you just got to. You got to. You know, about the time we get Captain Strange 2, it'll be it'll be all good. So. I, I, I'm just saying, man, Patrick Stewart ain't getting no younger, goddammit. And neither is Sir Ewan McGregor, so or whatever the fuck is it. Even McKellen, my bad. They ain't getting no younger, man. There's anyone on Earth that's getting younger, Chris. As soon as you're born, you're dying. So anyway, Don't on, that, like on that uplifting note. I'm talking about. Y'all just trying to make me sound crazy, man. Kiss Dave, my ass every time. He's a guy just had a Give him a break. That. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Bandwagon Nerds. We have covered everything that we could possibly cover. Trailers, the boys, super dildo fights. I mean, it, it's been all on this episode. I, I don't know how you top that. But before I, I let got you... It pegged. What's that? I think we got it pegged. I think we got it pegged, exactly. It's <laughs> your title. There's your title. We got it. it. We got it. it. We got it pegged. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's think, the winner. I think we pegged. We got it pegged. <laughs> Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming back on the show, taking time out of your duties as a, as a brand new spanking brand new dad took time away from your son. Although we did get to see him off camera. That was very nice. Let people know where can they check you out on the chairshot.com and, uh, you know, whatever you got going on that doesn't involve burping and changing diapers. Where can they check that out, man? Thank you for having me on Dave, man. I always have a ball on this show. This is literally one of my favorite podcasts period. And it's always an honor, privilege and pleasure to come on and chop it up with my fellow nerds. So from, you know, all jokes aside, thank you for having me, man. I I truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, You guys can fuck you, Tony. You guys can find me on Twitter at the real C Platt and just tune into everything chair shot related, man. We've got a lot of great content out there for you. Again, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot shirt to celebrate the movement. And again, man, I'm I'm humbled that you asked me to come on. Actually, I kind of volunteered myself, but that's neither here nor there. Thanks for having me. Well, I just didn't give you the bla- the uh, the bat symbol this week, but that's okay. We don't need that. You you have an open invitation. You know that. Speaking of open invitations, man, very pleased that this fine young gentleman decided to step in here today on very short notice, showing up. The one and only, the Reverend Ray Cash. Ray, where can people check you out, man? What do you got going on? Yeah, that's right. No, no, no applause for me, and I, I just I just created life. No applause. Ladies Nothing, and huh? gentlemen, cool. Christopher Platt. Cool. Platt hey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Cashington's the ninth. Don't feel bad because it's written in the bylaws of the show that one black person has to get booed the show. So, ah, yes. so you and fucked me up. Back. Well, well, like, well thanks a lot, A Train. You fucked me up by even being on the show today. I'm cool. That's funny. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like Tropic Thunder booty sweat, right? Alpha, Alpha's booty sweat. There you go. <laughs> no, nah, I appreciate y'all, man. Uh, you can't find me anywhere but like. Uh, chemo centers and hospitals. Other than that, I'm lurking. Let's put it like that. I love how uplifting that was. Uh, Charles Schweitzer, yeah. where can people find you at when you're not winning tournaments in London? Where can people find you at? And we could really upgrade if I could win one of those lift tournaments, bro. 
Um, first and foremost, bottom line, amazing. Chris, thanks once again for letting us uh, spend a little time with Bash. Uh, almost equally as important, and I, and I hope you take that as a compliment. Uh, Ray, it's so great to get back on air with you. I love you. I miss love you. Love you, man. Um, you know whatever you need, let me know, and I can, I'll can. i do what I can. Um, I appreciate it, brother. Same here. Patrick, we miss you always. Uh, PC Tunny, Twitter and Facebook, Chairshot Radio Network. Bestie? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Please make sure you're checking out the Twitter handle of, the official Twitter handle of Bandwagon Nerds, at Bandwagon Nerds. I, I would like to echo what Tony said. It was great having Chris and Ray on the show. Love you guys. Don't see enough of you guys. Fantastic. Yeah. I echo the sentiment. It was great having Ray on the show. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> it was a surprise. Even better that he didn't get booed, that Chris got booed instead. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, this is, a, I, I, you know, Tony, this is going to be interesting. Next week's episode of Bandwagon Nerds is going to be an intriguing one. Patrick will be out. I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida. I have no idea what to expect. PC Tony's in charge. The inmates are running this. Out. Ray, Chris, standing invitation. Both of you guys. Eyes. You guys both like, might. You guys both might need to come back next weekend and hold this bitch down because we have never missed an episode of Bandwagon Nerds. Tony's got an idea. I, I will make sure. I don't. I have an idea that we're not going to be recording on Sunday next week, but maybe a different day. But there will be on on June twentieth. There will be a Bandwagon Nerds, and I can guarantee you that the twentieth, the day after Cody Teens. Cody Teens. <laughs> Wait, wait! It's, it's my first Father's Day, bitches. That's right. It's recognized in some places. Yeah. So. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Excellent episode. Covered a lot of ground here today. Till next time, folks. Get yourselves out of the basement. Try not to melt in the heat. It's getting hot out there. You've been listening to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds right here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. Release it. Let's light this candle, huh? I mean, sure, I'll lose everything, but then I'll have nothing to lose. First, I'll take out the nerve centers. The White House, the Pentagon. Then any domestic defense capabilities, and then critical infrastructure, like cellular, internet, that kind of thing. And then... 
Well, I think then I'll just wipe New York off the fucking map. For fun. I'll even throw in Des Moines and that little cousin fucker hick town that Maeve's from. Because why not? See, Starlight, I'd prefer to be loved. I would. But if you take that away from me, well, being feared is a one okie doke by me. So, go ahead, partner. Do it. No. You don't want to do it? Well, then I would have to say that you have absolutely no fucking leverage because I am the Homelander. And I really can do whatever the fuck I want. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones, who get it done.